0: ¡Nintendo!
1: nintendo voice chat for the week of april 24th 2014 i am your host jose otero and this is ign's nintendo podcast where we're here to sort of massage your fears (laughs) over (laughs) you not true Uh, joining me this week brian altano sam claiborne returning what is up everybody and everyone's favorite colin moriarty beyond y'all go vita (laughs) there you go
2: um I don't think Nintendo fans dislike the Vita. No, no I think they're no, cool so, with it. It doesn't I, I present think, a challenge.
3: Is it's just irrelevant? Yeah, <laughs> it's just completely nobody irrelevant. Nobody hates the Vita. No. no. Yeah, no. You I, have to understand that it exists it's before it's you hate it. You got to be there to really get it first.
4: Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, I really, uh-huh. I can't wait to play Galaxy on it. Um, as much as I want to play Galaxy on my PS4, I'm going to waste so much. He doesn't time mean on Mario Galax. yeah, Galaxy. Yeah, Galaxy, Galaxy. Well, Different thank you game. for
3: having me. I'm glad to be here.
1: Yeah, cool. So, beyond, beyond, not me. So, Sam and and Colin join us as special guests. Especially this week for a topic that we're going to talk about in a little bit. But first, let's talk about some news. Hey guys, this week on April 21st, uh, the Game Boy turned 25 years old. Yes. So it is old enough to rent a car. That joke has been made, and this was mm-hmm. in Japan, by the way. Um, in its I lifetime, I was old enough to rent a car. Yeah. Well, you still are. I rented a car there 30 years ago. Um, <laughs> 1974.
2: <laughs> it's a good year for games, pawn clones.
1: <laughs> Game Boy sold 118 million in its lifetime. That's uh, it. That includes the original model, the Game Boy Pocket, uh, which was the better screen and the thinner thinner design, then the Game Boy Color. 100 million, um, is that what you said? Total? And then, yeah, uh, wow. 118 million. 118. Does that yeah. include color? Yeah, yeah, it includes all pocket. of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and possibly light, which was Japan only, um, which was the backlit version of the black and white. I uh, was the, uh, love that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that but, was a drop in the bucket. Yeah, but by then you know they were it's ready really to cool. move on. So yeah, that happened. So let's talk about some Game Boy memories, right? I mean, this we we all love I our lo- Game Boy. I loved my Game Boy. We
3: I have loved one
4: it in the so house. Much. Right yeah, right
3: here. Yeah, just holding it is like just crisscrossing your fingers behind right? it. Right, right. It, it just is gets like me so an happy old memory. Like, like oh, put yeah, like it was. You guys remember
2: the display cases? That was probably my my earliest memory of Game Boy. Was like it was a giant Game Boy, and it had a greenish black screen. Like I don't even know how they did that. Like I don't know what kind of screen you could blow up to look like that. I guess it was just a TV with a piece of plastic over it, probably. Mm-hmm. But it was like a giant Game Boy, and you could play Tetris and Super Mario Land on it. Like yeah. a little bit before the Game Boy ever came out, it was yep. such a cool like case. And then they have only like what like ten games or less mm-hmm. at launch, so you, you know
1: you just but had it, but them. But it up came there. with yeah. the one you needed, yep. which was Tetris. Yeah, it, like you had yeah. it right out of the gate. What was it? I I don't remember uh, the pricing when it had come out, but I remember. Remember Christmas when we got it that year? Uh, so I I it have was eighty nine ninety nine. Yeah, I have an older sibling yeah, by a year, and she got one, and I got one, um, and it was so cool because we just opened it up, and the box was so cool. It had those cybernetic hands. Oh yeah, kind and of and awesome. I love
4: that. It, it was very design. late eighties.
2: Commercial 80s. Yeah. based yeah. on that too, where yeah. there was like a kid fighting a robot, mm-hmm. and the robot had. They were like playing Game Boy with the Link cable. Yeah, I never yeah. saw that until, yeah. like, years after. Yeah, so was, yeah. I yeah. probably so, did. But. Yeah, the,
3: the, the box just quick reminded me. Remember, like, when you get pictures in elementary school and you like be able to pick the background? It could be, like, the <laughs> rainbow or, yeah. like, the, yeah. like the, yeah. the, the box reminded me of one of those, like, was sci-fi the, uh, backgrounds you can get the, on your there's
4: pictures. There's a
2: laser was, background yeah,
4: that looks it, just yeah, like Yeah, exactly. That. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it
3: was Picture Day lasers. It was yeah. amazing. So,
4: it wasn't to me, it wasn't that the Game Boy was so amazing because it absolutely was, and everybody knows that all the time. But it's it was also – it has to be stated – that handheld gaming before the Game Boy was so bad it was abysmal, or and then super this thing weird. came along, yeah. and it was. I mean, we we're talking about we had
2: LCD tiger toys, yeah, little tiger toys where yeah.
4: you got like you'd got a game and you could see the the second you turned it on, you saw everything that could possibly happen in that game. Um, we had game yeah, and
2: that's w- right because it had the like, yeah, you saw the yeah, ending and me. everything. We we, <laughs> saw, we had game and watch,
4: we had like stupid little like watch games. I never saw like a that. game
2: and watch when I was a kid
4: though. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I, oh no, I definitely had game and watch. I saw the tiger
2: toys. Did you ever see them? Yeah the tiger the
3: tiger the tiger toy. Well that's particular toy that uh, I'm most reminded of is the Simon's Quest yeah, iteration cool, but it. it was so Castlevania 2 but it was the bullshit Tiger toy when they had Mega Man 2 I think as well like all yeah. but like it was just <laughs> straight <laughs> garbage yeah, straight and garbage. I hadn't even I had this I found it when I went back to Long Island a few months ago I had this thing that was this big probably like mm-hmm. this thick and it was a, a dirt bike game yeah. and <laughs> it was just it was just red and black and you yeah. were just like it was just one button and like a like an analog yep. stick and, once and it was um, like bing, 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 and it took like 4 D batteries. Oh, it was the
2: worst. Yeah, classic, it was Classic Radio jack. Yeah, yeah. But the Game Boy,
3: because I mean, I grew up,
4: I, I had a Nintendo when I was five, right? So I've been playing Nintendo for basically my whole life. And yeah. that means every single time anyone wanted me to go anywhere, I'd be like, nope, I got to play Nintendo. But then the Game Boy came out, and my parents would be like, we got to go to your grandma's house. And be like, sure, how far is it? Two hours away. Great, can't wait. I'd hop in the car, I'd have like five games with me. Yeah. I wanted to go places. I would sneak my Game Boy to school, yep.
1: play it at lunch. Mm-hmm. Like, all of a sudden, you had an NES that you could play anywhere. Did you
2: remember how it, risky it was? To take it to school. It was oh, it was scary. scary! Yeah, oh, it was really yeah, scared. Was yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, because
1: yeah. the, 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 the one thing on the on the system that was so delicate was the screen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It was it was super scratch proof. Yeah, you could scratch shit out scared. of it. I remember a kid; someone accidentally kicked his backpack, and that's why when you were that's talking about, me. was that it me in his in, in his <laughs> backpack? That hap- that was the risk you took. If someone just kicked it aside, like, yeah, that's whatever. What, that's when I first wrapped in your about... bag and find a nightmare. That's
4: <laughs> when I first found out about how great Nintendo customer service was. Oh. Because I took mine to school and I was at the bus stop and me and my brother got in an argument and I spun yeah. around my backpack and he kicked it and cracked the screen. Yeah, I, and it of course it, it still worked. Yeah. But like you oh, couldn't see no no the number top half of, of the, of the screen. Part. So I came yeah. to school, I'm on the bus, I'm trying to play Mario. Like I think that's <laughs> a musher up there. It's all like
1: You know when you kick those screens in, it just becomes like this black ooze. Sure, sure. But everything else about that system was super durable, right? Yeah. I mean, it was so th- it, was, it was it was a real solid design. It was cheap to make. Yep. Uh, it made Nintendo a bunch of money because it was also low cost. They weren't selling it at super crazy prices, even for
3: 1990. Yeah, 89.99 is is still cheap by yep. you know inflated numbers. In yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So um, this, uh, plus great- with
2: a the game, mm-hmm. there's a great book called The Beach by Alex Garland, and um, there's a movie adaptation that was not good. But a big part of it is that it's about like finding this island that these like kind of like expats are all living on. They're all kind of bohemian, but they have a Game Boy there, even though like their whole life is like tropical and cool. They have a Tetris Tetris on a Game Boy, and it's like in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. And like they make these dangerous, really dangerous trips to this part, like unrested part of the world, you know, to like get supplies. And they always get batteries, and they always bring it back. And the school guy's playing Game Boy. To play those. Game Boy, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's awesome. awesome. And, th- and, and
1: then there's the story of the most famous Game Boy, which was the Gulf War Game Boy, the Game Boy yep. that got like. You know what was there, a grenade went off near it. That's, in,
3: that's in the like, World Store or the Nintendo yeah, Store. Nintendo just, uh, yeah, World I just saw it three weeks ago. Yeah,
1: and, and Nintendo Power they had mm-hmm. featured it, and everyone remembers what it is, and it still runs, it's still working. I that there's some crazy like magic happening behind that that glass that you plexiglass you're looking at it through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you guys remember the around. issue of uh, Nintendo Power Tetris in it, the yes. grass cover
2: with like the clear Tetris blocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and then uh, inside it had this whole spread on like how to be better at Tetris, and it's like if this block falls, put it here. Yeah. <laughs> It <laughs> was like a game help spread yeah. on yeah. Tetris. Yeah.
3: yeah, they had it. They had I to sell those to Game them. Boys. Yeah. I mean, so I remember, you know, I was a Nintendo kid through and through and through in NES and SNES. I remember getting my Game Boy. I think it was in 1992, um, at. Uh, people that are from New England or from New York will, will remember a store that's closed now called Bradley's and it was like this this department store. I remember Bradley's. Um and I used to go in there and they had like a small electronics section. And they always had this Game Boy there and I used to just stare at it. And they had like Mega Man. I think it was Mega Man 3 or Mega Man 4 on any because they would they would port the Mega Man games from NES to sort of. to Game Boy but then they would split them in half so it would it be make like any sense. So it would be like th- four enemies from Mega Man 2 and four enemies from Mega Man yep. 3 and so on and so forth. And I like and the main eventually, boss
2: was Bowser. Like, like, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> it was all, all those broken. games the
3: first one especially Dr. Wally's revenge very that hard game.
2: It's great. Um, it's level, but like it's, yeah,
3: everything's different. Yeah, everything, everything's, everything's, and, and I love those games. So I eventually got it. And what was funny about Game Boy was it, it was the first thing to split my attention from, like we were saying, consoles because the handhelds sucked mm-hmm. at the time before you had Game Boy. And what's even funnier is that Game Boy lived for a really long time. I mean, Game Boy as hardware was relevant for 12 years or so. So like, you know, because we had Pocket and Color later and obviously Pokemon was really responsible yeah, for keeping Game Boy like alive.
2: Tetris to Pokemon. But, like yep. but crazy I, graph.
3: I remember when Pokemon Red came out and Blue, I had Red, my, my buddy got Blue, um, he had the Game Boy Pocket and I had, I, I refused to buy the Game Boy Pocket. <laughs> I was still rocking this OG thing that I had, that I bought, eight, eight, so I'd be like, we were like 9th or 10th grade and I'd be like, everyone would be like playing that Game Boy Pocket or later their Game Boy Colors and I'd be I'd be playing this and everyone's like, why do you just have this? Because like, it still works, it still works. We used to go to Costco and get like the 100 battery Oh like, yeah, you get the
4: big things that look Beca- like a tank. Because you yeah, can't go like and buy it. Yeah. It was like yeah.
3: ridiculous like how uh-huh. much battery. But, like, I, that's what's so funny. And my Game Boy still, you know, I'm sure, sure it still works. Mm-hmm. It's still fine. I eventually got the Game Boy Color. I think I got that for the Zelda Oracles games. Yep. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the the, the Game Boy is like so, you know, the, the early games like Alleyway and Mario are, are awesome, but like mm-hmm. also people forget about Final Fantasy Legends and Final Fantasy Adventure. Those are and, like, my games. Yeah, and I'm yeah. Okay. yeah I the, love those. Uh, the 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 s- fantastic, like deep, gruelingly difficult
1: JRPGs. And then there were the uh, Castlevania games, which were absolutely sh- terrible. Yeah, they were. I love. I Castlevania Boy, Legend or whatever it was. Like, I
3: played them, but they were. Adventure. So, adventure.
4: That's adventure. The yeah. yeah. They oh, were so the slow. The bridge. They yeah. were some of the slowest
2: games yeah, in yeah, the they didn't need to be because that hardware did amazing things. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. I don't think people caught on. Like, you see the difference between Super Mario Land and Super Mario Land 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, what can we do with this? We can make this tiny Mario out of, like, a few pixels. And then later, they're like, this huge cartoon Mario. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like by the, the end, same
4: system. They were making, like, Super Nintendo games in black and white by the end. I mean, the, if you look Link, at, like, Link's, Awake- Link's or, yeah, Awakening. Link's Awakening, yeah. yeah, Link- yeah they came out probably. for the original Game Boy mm-hmm. in green and puke green. Like, those are the two colors. And it's amazing. It's my favorite video game of all time. Like, and it's... That came out on the Game Boy. My other
1: uh, favorite thing with the Game Boy that uh, has slowly died down from Nintendo handhelds was the clear case Game Boy. And how they always oh, had I like, love that. Remember, like designs yeah. where you can see in and just see all the circuitry and the boards and yeah. all that. I love that. I, I kinda wish they would do it with 3DS, but then again, it would probably be really weird to look at. Did so yeah. you have the know. phone
2: that was like that too when you were a kid? Uh, no, I, I, I remember. Maybe. that. I, did. Yeah. I think I did too. I, I never had the Game of, Boy. It was my favorite that's my favorite case well, like design. Like the, like the, though, like
4: the like landline, like. you mean? Like the yeah, telephone. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I have I one. Yeah, it's like something Zach Morris would have in his totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I
2: wanted to be, but it never was. Yeah. All right. So most uncool kid by far though, was the kid that only had a Game Boy and didn't have an NES. Yeah. And I always felt really bad.
3: Yeah, he was in the project. Yeah, because they got the broke-ass ports of a lot of the good games. And, yeah. But, I mean, there were good ports. And
2: you we go over, he would about- be like you want to play Game Boy and you want to pass it back and forth yeah it's like no I, I want to exactly. play I NES remember, I remember it's playing outside. things like
4: Dr. Mario on the Game Boy and I'm like
1: you had a really look
3: yeah you had a really, look. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, had really yeah, look you got a know. really got it kind of close to the <laughs> eyeball
1: is that to that see. blue gray <laughs> or gray spots. Yeah. shaded or not shaded what, what color is that they right. said that up it's in cross-haxed. NES a
2: lot oh they did Cause, Yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. They, did. They, they, they do this game where you like switch between the Game Boy colors and the NES colors and the hard part is that the Game Boy colors make no sense that makes no sense at all you're like I think
1: that's a gray it's on a gradient Cool. All right. Well, I, I kind of regret not trying to focus oh, this more around Game Boy, but this caught us a little uh, by surprise. Maybe in the future we'll spend a lot more time. There's another anniversary coming up anyway. Yeah. yeah
3: we'll well, we, we can also, it. I mean, it didn't come out until July in North America, so we can, we'll revisit it when it's more relevant oh my to God. the I could, West. I, I can
4: mm-hmm. do a 24-hour telephone with you guys about the Game Boy. That's how much cool. I love the Game Boy. Right. We'll talk about so it all day.
1: Look forward to that, listeners. All, I like it. all right. So let's move on to some other news. Um, a Mario Kart 8 Wii U bundle was announced for Europe. Uh, this bundle will be available May tw- uh, excuse me, May 30th. It everything you'd expect in the box, black Wii U gamepad controller, sensor bar, and the bundle will retail for 249 pounds, uh, according to Nintendo's official UK store. They also announced a Peach Pink remote and a Yoshi Wii remote, uh, but the Yoshi Wii remote is only in Europe. I don't really care for the Wii remotes, but the bundle is smart. Although, for Europe, where they're kind of losing ground a mm-hmm. lot, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, we'll see. You know, it, it, it's definitely an advantage for the consumer to pick that up, right, and get Mario Kart and a Wii U at the same time. So, I like that.
4: That's <clears> like, they're like, oh, how do we do, how do we win this? Yeah. Bust well, out trying. that Yoshi remote.
1: Yeah, you got to get that Yoshi remote. <laughs> 204- so how
3: much does Wii U usually cost in in UK? Because 249 pounds is a lot of money. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, That's yeah, like um, $400, isn't it? In and, and yeah. Europe
1: in general, uh, pricing for some of this stuff is not, and Australia is even worse, like, yep. uh, as far as pricing for devices goes. So I'm not entirely sure what the, the, a- the average mm-hmm. price is per system. But, so this uh, is a good price, relatively. Like we can we can assume, unless a UK listener right now is like throwing his headphones on the ground, going, "Absolutely not!" But uh, the fact that you're getting the game bundled with it, I think, is a good move. Just in oh general, yeah, for right? sure. And I mean, this, is, I bet this this is, is like 370 smart, right? bucks. Yeah, this yeah. this, this that's is a, a lot big, of money. Yeah, and this is a big game for them, man. Like this is uh, it's one the of biggest, their man. yeah, it's... at least for the foreseeable future. So yeah, uh, I think
4: they should be doing anything they can to get people playing that game for cheaper than that. I mean. If, if our conversion rates are even remotely close to what we're assuming they are, like, that sounds like a lot of money.
2: Yeah. All right. Um, I can't wait for... You know how they, like, they have that... There's, like, this one guy that, like, collected all the N64 controllers? Mm-hmm. And like all the paint colors, mm-hmm. and the, there's some rare ones, and they look really cool when you line them up. I'm I'm looking forward to the Weed mode version of that.
4: Yeah, I want oh, yeah, I want a Donkey Kong one that's covered in hair,
1: <laughs> <laughs> including okay. the the slippy case. You have to put it in the condom that oh, comes with those that things. Thing That'd be so gross. That'd be pretty so cool gross. though. All the hair would be matted. You, you, wouldn't need, you wouldn't need the case, I guess. Yeah, be like a shag. The
2: oh, that's so gross! Mm.
4: We should right. a fan it's like just one. People have those Chewbacca Star Wars uh, iPhone cases. It's just like fur all over. Yeah, the back. Mitch be, Yeah, Mitch Dyer has one. It'd be yeah, be just like, oh, it's gross. Okay, so it's so
2: it's, it's like fake fake, fake Yeah, fur. it's
1: like troll's hair. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so moving on, we 90s. had a, an interview. Uh, IGN got access to uh, Koichi Hayashida for an interview that uh, contributed to a larger feature, but we got some smaller stories out of it too. He talked about why NES Remix isn't on the 3DS. Which angered a lot of folks. Uh, at least the response. Um, just to read his what, quote. It, just the ba- background first. He did NES remix Mario, uh, Mario 3D World. Yeah, he, he. So he's worked on. He worked on Sunshine. He's Sunshine. worked on Galaxy. He's worked on uh, Galaxy 2. Uh, Good games. But uh, Super Mario 3D Land, he was director, mm-hmm. and then he shared co-director duties on Super Mario 3D World, okay. which uh, was uh, last November. So the last two. <clears throat> Major Mario. Yeah, games, and and so out. we learned too talking to him that Nintendo was thinking about NES Remix right after 3D Land, and then uh, you know they started 3D World, and then in his spare time he started working on NES Remix on the side because it was an idea that they hadn't really you know figured out what to do with yet, and so he was kind of pro, and he revealed a little bit of that if you looked at uh, Nintendo Direct interviews, mm-hmm. he kind of hints to it at the one for uh, in 3D World, but uh, his quote. Um, to us about why it isn't on uh, 3DS which was something people were asking for the day that NES Remix got announced at at a Nintendo Direct is he said one of the easiest ways to answer that is that I was working on 3D World which was developed on Wii U so I was very familiar with the systems architecture and developing for the platform lent itself to the early stages of the project but if you step into the shadows a bit more in order to accomplish what we wanted with NES Remix and get the effect we wanted out of it and the value that we wanted it to have we needed some more machine power He thought the Wii U offered that pretty easily for them. And it just would have been more difficult to do for 3DS. And I just want to toss out there... The man did not say he couldn't do it on 3DS. That was mm-hmm. not clearly part of the message, but people kind of construed it that way. And I don't know. Am I being defensive because I'm the guy to talk to him? or You mean people, people like who
4: have no idea how video games are
1: made got yeah. mad at somebody who made a quote about how video games lazy are Lazy developer. Yeah, yeah the lazy yeah, developer. That was the number one comment I kept seeing, and it was a little um, disappointing for me because I'm like, he didn't say never. He just said, hey, we made a choice. Yeah. Basically,
4: it's a Nintendo game. Don't
3: worry. They'll port it.
1: Yeah. And by the way, we you need games He didn't yeah, say that totally. but we all knew that that was yeah. part, probably part of it. I mean, yeah.
3: it seems like if if what I saw about it was some people were misinterpreting things. First of all, something might have been lost in translation in the sense that it sounds like what he's saying is that three S does have the power mm-hmm. to run NES games, which is obviously not true. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the NES games on the system. Yeah, I, went to a, uh, I, I think went it's to... just I think something just kind of lost. In...
1: Well, I went to another translator just to double check, and he said that uh, no, he played up how the the effects they wanted to add and the, uh, the sort of the ideas and the twists oh. they wanted to have. That was the context of the quote. So, and Nintendo provides really good translators for these things, by the way, too. But we. Still still followed up with someone to be sure because I didn't want to run the story and then find out well something was lost in translation. It yeah. was like no that wasn't
4: really the case here. I think the, like, the more fascinating part of that story is that like he started making those games like in secret in his yeah, spare exactly. time. Yeah, like yeah, that's, it was. That's
1: really interesting. Yeah, and he made 100 challenges on his own before Nintendo hired Indie Zero, the company w- that would finish that game, at least the first one. Who made and Retro Game Challenge. Yeah, that's game. right. On the DS, uh, they made one and two, but two didn't make it over here from Japan. And three um,
2: exists now, but it's supposed to le- supposed to be supposedly terrible. Well, they really? didn't make
1: it. Yeah, Indie yeah. Zero didn't work on uh, Retro Game Challenge 3 on 3DS. Someone, Another company got brought in, and most people assume it was because Nintendo co- tapped them to do this game. Sure. Um, he also mentions that Development on NES Remix Two started almost, almost fairly quickly after the first one was done. Before it had been sold, um, but then in another question, he said if people want, you know, like Super Nintendo Remix or Game Boy Advance Remix, or th- even third-party games for NES Remix games, like fans got to speak up, yeah, um, and just show that that's something that'll kind of uh, th- does the market want it. I did my part. I reviewed it. Yeah, and you mentioned it in the verdict, I saw that. It was very nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Either actually both verdicts, I was like, I want more. Yeah. I was like what, but I concluded. Yeah. Sure, sure. I sure.
4: mean, this is us officially speaking up, right? Yeah. I want that.
2: Yeah. Or uh, you know, I mean. And I'll work on those games in my spare time too, if they need it. <laughs> the word
3: <laughs> sounds like yeah. the way Inafune made Mega Man no too.
1: Yep. All right. So uh, moving By on, running then. a contest. So why don't we talk a little bit about um, some NES Remix Two impressions? Sam, you just reviewed it. Um, I know Brian's been playing it. I've yep. been playing it. Uh, damn, Colin, we got to get you in on these. things. I was telling Colin <laughs> this yeah, morning, so, like uh,
2: unrelated. I was like, yeah, you should really play NES Remix." Yeah, no, I will. I just um, I, I'm
3: off next week, so because I'm I need to take a vacation. I'm a max out on vacation yeah, time, I so I'm too. like, there's just no reason for me not to take a vacation right now yeah, before uh, you. Yeah. So I've been, you know, I went to see a game that you'll find out about soon, uh, and then I've been cramming a bunch of shit into this week. So I, just, I haven't had time to play anything I want to play. Right. In short, sorry to interrupt. Are, Are you,
1: you gonna, gonna no, take no home worries. a Wii U and try it out? You no, we think? have a Wii U at home. Okay, cool. Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> All right, so why don't we t- kick off some impressions then? Talk a little bit about NES Remix 2.
2: Well, so the, the most important thing about this is that last time uh, it came out, we're like we're like tennis, baseball, mm-hmm. pinball, like these games are are clue, clue clue <laughs> kind of difficult to control and obnoxious, but the challenges are certainly good around them. This time it was like they just like were like, well, what are the ten best games? You know? Yeah, yeah. And they they went with them, and, and it's really incredible. It's like m- uh, Punch Out, Super Mario Bros. One, or uh, Lost Levels. Uh, Super Mario 2, Super 3, Metroid Kid Icarus and then you know you do these little challenges based on those games. Um, I'm really familiar with those games. Yeah. Like I, I could you could put me on a desert island with an 80s dev kit and like a manual and I could recreate Super Mario Bros. 3.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I know
2: every pixel in that game. So like and also with Punch Out, I know all the tells of the, the people and stuff like that. So like the actual challenges this time around were not that challenging for me. I just felt like I got through them really fast. I felt the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I wasn't too I was just wasn't an, an engaged and I, I realized, like, well, there could probably be a hard version of NES Remix too, easily with 100 more games and or, or 200 more games. And that w- I'd be more into that. Yeah, I but think – this is a good uh, – go
4: ahead. I th- no, I think they get there with, like, some of, like, the, like, me versus leaderboard stuff. But that's – to me, it's not really enough of a hook because, like, I –
2: I well, gave there's up no leaderboards.
4: There's no leaderboards. No, but there is Meverse Mi- like score. Well, yeah, a stuff, random right? person pops yeah. up yeah,
1: yeah. and it'll say like, yeah. "I beat this and this." So yeah, yeah I, but there's I a mean, play button now, so you can watch the replay of how they did it too. I, f- so I felt the same way
4: in that like the the most of the games I was really like you said it was ten of the best NES games of all times. I think it's nine of the best games and twelve total. And oh, then it's eleven and, and Wario's Woods, and Wario's Woods <laughs> which was <laughs> like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like that. No, I, I got pushback hate... for that in my review. I was really? like I, I... I mean that game cute. There's a
1: defense force for everything. I, there I, is. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I, I had no idea there was it's one for really
4: that game. It's really annoying. It's the really Wario's annoying. Woods and I'm actually. Force. <laughs> I'm gonna say right now, I've never really, truly been wild about Kirby. Um, I I can kind of take it or leave it, but I think that Kirby in a game like this does not work at all because he's yeah. just like so slow and slow, so yeah. floaty, so and that all of his challenges were like do this, do 15 of these like objectives in four seconds. The it's the like bosses are really hard. He's like, move, to get out of the way, and he he wouldn't do it.
2: Hard. That one where you can't exhale and you have to do all this dodging. Oh, it's, it's, it's like, horrible!
1: Oh. It's horrible. It's meant to be Kirby out. and Wario's Woods to have probably the worst two starting challenges of that game because you Cause have you to w- watch a video. <laughs> of these games being played and explained to you. Oh yeah, that's the first that's, the yeah. first I mean, that's kind of a cute funny But that was thing. optional before and for those two those are the only two they kept that for yeah. and it wasn't optional. You had to watch but them. I'll defend, and I still didn't know how to play but Yeah, they learned obviously something through game well, testing. Well, check this out yeah. though. When you beat all the Punch-Out challenges the final challenge
2: is to watch Little Mac Train. Yeah, and it just plays the music. Do, 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 yeah, that's really awesome. And it's like that's that really 30 awesome. segment, that's, a Thirty-second yeah. segment, and you can't press anything. Yeah, it's,
1: that's awesome. So essentially, like the, at least the standard mini games that aren't the remix challenges, where they start to swap characters mm. in and out of games. Yeah, those are um, called remixes. Yeah, these the the mini games themselves are, are the tracks for each cart are the cliff notes versions of each of those games. So you're like beat Ganon again, but you'll you'll blaze through those games and just revisit scenes that you kind of remember and wanted to play, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. It's a brilliant
3: idea, especially yeah. for. A, Nintendo's the only company with heritage I can even do something like that. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think uh, Sony's getting there. I think ten years from
4: well, now, we thought that with PS All
1: Stars. Well, what about like <laughs> what about like <laughs> <characters>? oh
2: man? <laughs> I, well, what about like Konami remix or Capcom remix? That, yeah, I mean, sure I, it would be.
3: Yeah, I mean, I would love to. Oh, Capcom. Oh. Yeah, Yeah, that would be awesome. Just
2: Mega Man remix alone would be a really good idea to do. Or or Sega, Sega. I want a Capcom remix just so I can play like
4: Mega Man Two with Chip and Dale.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's the same engine.
1: Just (laughs) fucking swap them out anyway. Yeah, Ducktales or whatnot. Yeah,
4: we should code that at nighttime. That sounds awesome, man. Yeah. But you know, I I (laughs) really enjoyed it. For I mean, I thought I thought your review was pretty spot on. It was just sort of like. We, this is all the games we asked for them to do. They gave it to us. Now what? You know, like this has so to. The this remixes has to keep going. are still
2: really interesting, though. Where they're like, they'll, they'll like, they do this stuff where they just they take the, the ROM and they like bust it open and just like mess with it Yeah, that's where these games really shine like I do like mm-hmm. the the revisiting Metroid like 10 seconds at a time thing but like when you like actually take like you know Kirby and throw him in a Super Mario Brothers level it's really cool and interesting mm-hmm. yeah. and like I want to see so much more of that and the, their willingness to mess in this case with masterpieces is like so awesome yeah. that's so un Nintendo it, like they have so much reverence for their virtual console catalog that they make it expensive and rare that they release a game it seems like a Kind of a ritual, you know, every time they release a game. But like this is just like, here, here's this ROM. We yeah. busted it open, and just messed with it, and I love that. It, That's it, like the best it thing.
4: broke my mind the first time I turned into a morph ball as Samus and broke one of the question, uh, one mm-hmm. of the blocks from Mario. <laughs> my, wh-
2: but I don't want to oversell it because <laughs> my- those are like only like five seconds. It's only long,
4: five seconds. And
1: yeah. It should be the- Whole game. I know. I
2: mean, that is what Super Luigi Brothers. That's what did. that's
1: there for. Yeah. And so they exactly. included
2: this complete, back, complete version of <clears throat> Super Mario Brothers. That's backwards with like that wonky higher jumping mm-hmm. Luigi, and you just play at every level. You start out, you like run to the wall to the right by accident. It's,
4: it's every like, level. That's kind of cool. It's so yeah. smart and so dumb and so Nintendo that they like that they'd even do something like this. Like I, I, I can't imagine like any other game developers. Like, hey, twenty years later, here's our game backwards, and you jump weird. Like that, what?
2: It's so strange. I have breaking news about that, too. What? Mm. There's no minus world whoa really? took it out. so what, did you beat the yeah. game alright because it depends on Mario's kind of jumping arc mm-hmm. and I just like tried to do it over it. no I can't beat it it's so hard because
4: I want to see what happens when it when it ends if it just says like hey Luigi like this ain't your princess well
2: here's the <laughs> other problem if it's that daisy Luigi jumps <laughs> somebody, somebody should figure this out because I tried but I'm not very good at it but you, know, you guys know what turtle tipping is right Yeah. Mm-hmm. so um, when the turtle comes down the thing you should be able to do your little jump and get uh, infinite one ups but Luigi's a little bit floatier that's right so I couldn't get it to work Work, but it could be just because I'm—I've never been good at that. I get it like one out of a hundred times, mm-hmm. not well, one out of ten times, and I run out of lives. But already.
1: the bounce right. off of the the turtle shell—he's—you see him higher—is what you're saying as part of that, right? It or it doesn't like look that. the same. It felt yeah. like
2: I—it never even because even when you screw up, it'll go like because
1: just Droom. the first time you jump in that thing, you're like, what the heck? Because yeah, he just—he jumps so much and higher than, the, the, than Mario the, does.
2: Yeah, it's the gravity from uh, lost levels. Yeah, so. yeah. I was
3: gonna say because in the original. Mario, they were straight pals. No, yeah. And then
2: Identical. in Lost Levels, they made Luigi have that sl- one brick higher right. jump. Yeah. And that makes him be able to jump a lot farther too. So Lost Levels actually is really good in Remix too, because I don't like that game. like I don't like playing it. But this actually made me in- interested in it because it'll give you this stuff that when you come across in the game, you're like, this is BS. There's a block and then a like, couple screens and another block. And it's <laughs> like, this is the stupidest game. Yeah. But they get, they remix it in a way where they like, put you right in front of those two blocks. And you have just enough run space that you realize, oh, you're not supposed to take this slow or, like, figure it out. You just run as fast as you can and you just time and jump, jump. And jump, and jump, and jump. Yep. cool. And, and it, so it trains you to be good at lost levels. Yeah. yeah. So I like that. It's pretty yeah. smart. Yeah, it's
1: almost tutorializing things that you found out on the playground, too. And that's something I noticed with the first game where, like, if you were trying to find an en- uh, the entrance to one of the dungeons in Zelda, which was part of the first re- uh, NES Remix, there was, like, a, a random bush. Someone who works here, actually, we've had arguments about it because he felt like... Even now, going to that, you have no indication that that's the bush you burn to open up right. to get to that dungeon. I think it's like a level six dungeon or something. Well, it's painting the ass when you wrong. have well, what is it like? Knows
3: the, them all. The, yeah, like the. What, what it's the blue candle right there? You have to go off the screen and then back on the screen yeah, again. To the use red, it over the and, red candles. Is, with, is the, infinite, no, the
1: blue candle you start
4: with the red candle is the one you get? Like where it's infinite where it's or infinite whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah.
3: so like if you were like a nerd like we were and you would walk around every block of the yep. map and burn things, and you have to go and off run and back, back on, run back and burn. It was yep. the worst. Yeah. Yep. but but, uh, uh,
1: but it's cool to see that tutorialized approach for things that today it, like don't. And be there is wrong, nothing about that bush. Yeah, there's nothing about that bush. Well, sometimes there is, and it's a dude.
4: and He's like, yo, fix my door. Give me fifty bucks. And you gotta pay him <laughs> and you come back. I was like, that's that's a problem.
1: Oh yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, uh, actually, when you find one of those bags. Thanks for <laughs> fixing my door. Thanks for thanks for fixing my door.
3: Yeah. Hey, real real quick before we move on, just a, a big shout out to Lost Levels because uh, yeah. I really loved that game when I got Super Mario All Stars on SNES oh, when I was did a kid. Like it. I loved that game okay, because really it was good. just because I really felt like you know. Mario 2, obviously, was this bastardized Mario game, but we didn't realize it at the time. Mm-hmm. Mario 3, obviously, is, like, a masterpiece. But the original Mario is, like, this kind of... This, this this sacred game that is really one of the best games ever. Uh, and we, they never revisited that specific model of Mario, and I never... You know, we didn't have... We didn't know anything about Japan back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. We had, like, magazines and, like, rumors about hey, someone's uncle working at Nintendo. They, they had pictures yeah. of Japan in there? Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, when I played that game, I was like, this is awesome because this is just... More of that, and I never thought I'd get that again. Made by you crazy know. people. You should check <laughs> it
2: so, out so, so on, good. on uh, like emulator or not on what's it called virtual console, because they have it. You can just buy it as uh, the it's called Super, Super Mario Bros. 2 Lost Levels on the the virtual console, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the actual eight bit version, and like it feels so much better than the Lost Levels uh, in what's it called. All-Stars.
3: Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Mm-hmm. you played it
2: in All-Stars, right? Yeah,
3: I played it in All-Stars. And it was, yeah, it, the
2: actual 8-bit original graphics and stuff are like, they're tweaked in a really interesting way, and like there's a lot more smiley faces, and there's like that weird wind. It's really cool. Oh, yeah, it's
4: really fascinating There's that there's wind in that
2: game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like you the prompts oh, are yeah. red. But then in the in the All-Stars <laughs> version, they kind of like made it kind of more Super Nintendo-y, so you couldn't really tell what the changes were originally. Yeah,
3: right? yeah. I, I, all I remember about it it's is really cool. that I could beat Mario 1 no problem, and two seconds like anyone who oh, can I that one that come over and to do that with that went, Luigi then yeah well like just you know because you just it's like when you get to 8-4 or whatever and even earlier than that like you you just gotta run yeah, Just like, and you yeah. got to get under the Boomerang My Brothers and all is the Hammer Brothers. Eight, and one and yeah. two,
2: I always screw up. And 8, eight one's not that bad, but two no, is really yeah, it, 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 yeah, yeah, it, it
3: is. Like you have to, it, the timing's got to be right. You got to like the springs are tough for me. But like, you can get through it, right? Like, I'm, I never would sit oh, down yeah, with Mario right. and be like, I'm not going to be able to beat this game. But with that, with lost levels, I remember when I was in eight, nine, ten, or whatever, I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah, man, this hard. is so hard.
4: The you know, but it was
2: send you backwards. Yeah, sometimes. yeah,
3: it was like this is awesome. Like
4: there's a point in that game where you have to commit suicide. You go to a warp zone and then the only way you can warp is back to world 1 and you're like it's either this or this pit. <laughs> and you jump in the pit and you die cuz you're like I'm not going back eight worlds. This is crazy. <laughs> At least they give yeah. you pit. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs>
3: yeah, or you do let, maybe let oh, the yeah, time you
4: run out. Run yeah, out the clock. Yeah. Yeah. Kill yourself <laughs> like that.
1: All right. So uh, so we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about some underappreciated NES games. back, and uh, so as you already heard, uh, Sam and Colin specifically were tapped for this episode because, uh, like most of the folks on this podcast, they're huge enthusiasts of the Nintendo uh, Entertainment System back in the day. My and favorite
3: console of all time, still. There you
1: go, there you go. Wave the finger. I saw still. that. <laughs> still.
4: This and day. no one will ever
3: beat it. It'll never be beat. They'll never take that from me. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's mine um, yeah, too. Oh so, uh, yeah, for, by a mile. NES Remix is great, and uh, it, it's it's a fun collection of, you know, sort of classic memories to come back to. But there's always the Nintendo games that, first of all, third parties aren't part of it. But more importantly, the underappreciated set. The Mm -hmm. set that we have fond memories Mm -hmm. of, but maybe the rest of the world doesn't have those memories. Um, And so I figured that would be a good topic today to talk about. It's a great topic. Um, This could be
3: a topic every week and I'd be on I I I
1: told Jose it's (laughs) my favorite topic ever. Yeah, there we go. See, it's I, much I, the only topic. Yeah, yeah. When I, it comes right down to it, I've <laughs> made a, I've made Sam happy with yep. this one. Um, so so yeah, let, let's let's go around the room. I mean, I didn't bring many to this discussion, by the way, because uh, I mean, I had a lot of NES games as a kid, mm-hmm. but my parents. Uh, my parent, excuse me, my mom played a uh, very safe decisions. Like it was always, I don't know who she was talking to at Toys R Us, but it was the Metroid, <laughs> the Mario Threes. Like she. she was, that's knew cool. I thought you
2: were gonna say like safe is in like totally lame Bible no, games. yeah, yeah no, like Bible that, adventures. No, or, no, no yeah. Bible
1: adventures. None of that. She always got me, and wow. I, I love this about my mom. May, may she rest in peace. Uh, she always got me the games that I that were like the cover in Nintendo Power so but she cool. never looked at Nintendo Power at least while I was mm. looking Lucky. over at Nintendo Power. Lucky. So I, didn't yeah, really I, have I never got, got those games. Yeah.
3: So. Uh, yeah, I got some.
1: The bad, only two that I would bring to this discussion are um, Rad Racer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Rad Racer fan and I'm not Do you sure you like one why. and two? Just one. Um, and okay, 2 which, has
2: really good music. I'm just going to yeah. that. But I, I you like, can't choose the car.
1: Yeah, but I, I like the music in 1. And uh, it was more about like... It's a trade-off. I didn't know that. Yeah, I've, I've talked on this podcast before about how in the NES era, one of the things that at least sparked you know my interest in Nintendo games especially was that games started to have soundtracks. And 8-bit sounding games, or the way I recognized them before NES were just mechanical and there wasn't really music to what was happening. But you'd play an NES game and there was, you know, Super Mario Brothers Diddy. There was even Gyromite had a kick ass yep, song, you yep. know? Metroids, et cetera. And Rad Racer wasn't an exception there. And it was one of the few games I had that the the idea of the gameplay was contemporary. It was a race. You were racing from point A to point B. God knows the city on the horizon. Oh, it looks so beautiful. Never changed. Mm. <laughs> but it, it was felt pretty, though. really cool. The night yeah. Levels. yeah, and it yeah, would turn to night cool. and, uh, and If you, you would, dr- if
4: you drive for ten hours you get to it. Well, yeah, yeah and if you—that's something
3: that's something your older brother would tell
1: you. <laughs> and I knew that in real life you couldn't hit a bumper and then wildly lose control of your car the way you remember—you'd like slide from the oh, yeah, to Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And depending on how much longer you were on the road, also yep. a palm
2: tree wouldn't make you probably flip over several times and then write, yeah. rewrite yourself.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't. It, this was what I played before, like Outrun, right? Which took this concept and made it a lot more colorful and a lot more vivid through better graphics and turned it into a date. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's smart. Well, I, I'm sure there was a date in that car. You gotta use your imagination. You think so? The windows were tinted <laughs> <laughs>
2: well at the end the, sure, the, girl, the girl comes up with a flag Oh, she comes right. in she yeah. right. flags you in it's yeah, so the entire ending of the game too yeah that's just like,
1: exactly <laughs> it and even the remember the 3D glasses that were in it the, with the cheesy little red did and blue did you ever get that to work never I have
2: a theory that that never worked Yep. because the, the, the colors didn't it's a red and blue red and blue filter and you never got that exact red and blue on your screen so you couldn't really filter it that way yeah. I
1: don't get it it was, it was super weird. I, I tried it a bunch of times in the kid, and I just remember, like, taking the glasses yeah. off, throwing them on the ground. And also, like, 3D World it. Runner
2: had yeah. those, two. Those are the two yeah, games. Yeah,
1: that's right. Um, so so that's one I want to introduce. But why don't you guys, who wants to go next? Like, what's another underappreciated? Uh, well,
2: Brian shows, like, one of the top ten most famous games of all time. I did what? Bubble Bobble?
4: That's not one of the top ten most famous games of all time. <laughs> come
2: on! Bubble Bobble? That was like really? That's time on the streets? Kid. Everybody loved it. Nobody, nobody, Bobble talks, was about nobody for sure. talks
4: about Bubble Bobble anymore. Oh, okay, on. first of all, this is why this topic is kind of skewed Because you talk to some people who are like 30-somethings, and they go, Oh man, you know what I love? You know what's an underappreciated game? It's a real treasure. It's Deadly Towers. And you're like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you have bad Broader games going yeah, exactly. But those are like, I mean, a lot of people you talk to people <laughs> nowadays, they bring up NES games that they got as gifts, and you were lucky, your yeah. mom made good decisions. But Goonies a lot of people's too, moms,
2: Jaws, those are my gift games. Oh, and, and Goonies Jaws. Two is a
4: piece of shit. I'm sorry. People fight for Goonies Two. Goonie, real quick, Goonies my good Two. My friend Ryan Scott, I have to battle him on this all the time. Yeah. Go- just
3: real quick, I told Sam this. Goonies Two confused me for literally years. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, where, what the fuck? When did the sequel come out? And why have I never seen the movie? I'd like go to the video store and be like, yep. where's Goonies Two? Where's Goonies Two? Okay. And he'd be like, what are you talking about? There's no Goonies sequel. I'm like, but there's an NES game called Goonies 2. And
2: I was I like, could, "Wait, <laughs> And it has box art that looks like it's based on a movie poster. Yeah, was, yeah. So I literally I didn't Im- know until like 1990. I can imagine
1: the guys in the movie store like, looking out the window going, oh, damn, it's that Mario already kid
2: again. <laughs> yeah, <he's laughs> give him that TV version with the octopus in it.
4: <laughs> I, yeah, I always thought there was like a Goonies 1 video game in Japan because we never got a Goonies 1 video game. There, there was, yeah.
2: There was? But we didn't yeah. know that. We, have, we only got it in the PlayChoice machine. I have it. Oh. It's amazing. It's like a it's like a cross between like Arcady, Donkey Kong, and a Castlevania. It's such a good game. Wow. Yeah, yeah that come that, over and play, man. that was so ne- that was
4: never reported to us as children. Really no, 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 we, that's what I'm saying. We were totally ignorant yeah. about what was going on over yeah. there. No, I'm was serious, the best. man. It was like growing up. There was like there was a uh, it was like the Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny professional wrestling, Santa Claus, and then finding out Super Mario Bros. 2 was a lie. That was the top five biggest bullshit lies you could tell a kid in the 80s was that. It was difficult. So one of my favorite games of all time is Bubble Bobble. And I'm sorry, this is the first I've ever heard of that being something that's like... Wasn't that in our top 20 NES games? Yeah, it is now in a a list written by us.
2: (laughs) So it's rated.
4: (laughs) I mean, most people in general, most people our age, if you go, hey, write a list of your top 20 NES games, most of them will not say Bubble Bobble, the story about those two dinosaurs that go underwater to the Cave of Secrets to rescue their girlfriends and five levels in realize they don't remember who their girlfriends were. It's not even about that. My favorite, The reason it's one of my favorite games of all time is because Bubble Bobble perfectly balanced co-op and competitive gameplay between oh, yeah. two players and I feel like Gotta n- eat that food Yeah, almost no games really did that like this at the time where you're like we're working together but I'm also constantly screwing my friend over Ice Climber for, yeah. points.
1: Ice Climber did it Ice Climber was a piece of shit You need to <laughs> back that up Ice Climber <laughs> is, is Absolutely not is, uh, It's one of the worst
4: <laughs> <laughs> No, no it, Ice,
1: ice Climber is one of the worst experiences it, you can it maybe have with a television Remix, so or a controller I'm, I'm gonna fight everyone on this A game about jumping Where you can't jump <laughs> you don't, no, not where you can't jump, where you don't jump well, or where, like, Ice the clipping, you would exactly pass like if, through if all the food of at McDonald's was
4: made of rocks. Hey, you know like, what? I, all I want to
1: do is eat. You know what the can't internet talks me? Haters want to hate. Get out
3: of here. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Ice Climbers isn't terrible, but Ice Climbers reminds me of going to my grandma's house when I was a kid. Her neighbor was, like, our age, yeah. and he had he was one of those kids that had every NES game, and uh-huh. we, I would always go to his house, and we'd go into the basement, and, like, he had, like, all, the whole shelf and the thing. We, and that's when I was introduced to Ice Climbers. like, what in the... Hell is this game? You know, like, I was like angry about it. Yep. I'm like, what is this game? It was like 1988 or something like that. And I'm awful. like, I just want to play Mega Man. Yeah. You, know? And it was, and it, you got <laughs> and Commando.
4: That was the, that was the kid that introduced Man me, to two, me to Mega Man. Yep. And uh-huh. uh, Ice Climber. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> and my favorite thing about Bubble Bobble is that all the power ups and all the items in that game, they're all food. It's all snacks. It's mm. like pretzels. And, and then there's like candy cane. And then there's like a weird crucifix. <laughs> oh, and then there's weird religious, like, then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, hey, here's. a book. Here's a Satan book.
2: And it kills everything. Have a
1: lollipop. (laughs) I'm surprised that even made it in, just considering Nintendo was really quick. to. It it made no sense. Nope.
2: And it's one song for over 200 levels.
1: But it's a... Goddamn once you, great
2: Once you song. beat the
4: first hundred <laughs> levels, it starts over, and it plays it for a hundred levels. <laughs> I just, and then when you beat the hundredth level, they go, "Here's sixty more levels." Ba- 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 ba-
1: <laughs> I'm just. I, sometimes I consider us lucky we got a crucifix in Castlevania. That's what I'm gonna say. I Castlevania was, was the one <laughs> they turned a blind
3: eye to in like a major way. I don't know why or no, how. They covered up
1: some of it. We talked about it when we had that episode. Yeah, but not all. But like they still had the rosary and like you
3: could you like at the church in Castlevania two, and then you pray at the cross in the beginning of Castlevania 3, there's kneel, like... Oh, yeah, kneel.
4: You, yeah, you'd kneel. yeah, Yeah, you yeah. kneel. Every now and then, get there, there, was a, there was a titty in Mega Man 3. <laughs>
2: there's a <laughs> raccoon with giant balls and uh, Super Nintendo that's games. That's true.
4: Yeah, that's true. I, don't, so I never understood that.
2: My f- the Tanuki balls? <laughs> yeah. They're all over these weird Super Nintendo games. Yeah, like, this just uh, got dark. G- go <laughs> sorry, if
1: you have so kids, <laughs> take them away from this podcast now. <laughs> no, what's you what's can bring them
2: back. We're good, we're good. It's the reality of life. You're going to learn one way or the other. Just go to a yard in Japan. They have them all over. So... It's true. <laughs> it's like a, it's like their lawn gnome is yeah, the Tanuki yeah. with yeah. us. That's right. Um so the my favorite thing about Bubble Bobble is that uh, if you play co-op, you can. That's the only way to see the real ending. Yeah. And to do it on the 99th level, you have to <coughs> have one person get a key yep. and one person get a door. Yep. And then like it goes to like seizure graphics, and then there's like these secret levels after it, and it's so cool. But like, they never tell you. No, that. they didn't. T- I didn't know that until I was like in most. College. Most people
4: beat level ninety-nine. Da 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 da, da yeah. The same way they do everything else, they kill everything with the bubbles.
2: And the boss is hard. And
4: then it. the boss is impossible, and you beat it, and it, goes, <laughs> and it goes. And it's like you got bad end. Go to to door find yeah. and you're like what the
2: fuck does that mean yeah. <laughs> you didn't learn the secret of happiness and, and friendship
4: yeah. so if you beat the game alone you get the bad ending no matter what because like one of the girlfriends just dies on the vine and you're like you better get some friends like the game actually insults you it's like it doesn't come back really with
2: a
3: happen friend. yes it does they she get really mad she doesn't live
4: she
2: doesn't exist
3: <laughs> wow she neither lives nor dies yeah
1: alright so someone else what, what else we got what other games you guys want to talk about underappreciated <laughs> um
3: I have three but my the first one I, I brought was uh, fester's quest oh, now there's man. a lot of haters about this game there's a lot of haters about <laughs> fester's quest but what what I what I you know and that's I love fine the Colin point. I know it's so good <laughs> but what bothered me about fester's quest was that was one of the games more than many others not the only one that did it but that gonna made you, game Boy, like, that no, made you first. feel really really good when you Beat it. You could beat mm. it in like an hour if you know Nobody what you're
2: doing.
3: Nobody here beat it. Uh, well, we, my, my brother definitely beat it when we were when we were kids. There's for sure. There's a good Nintendo Power issue um, with it, actually. But I never beat it, personally. Yeah. Um, but I loved playing it. What I liked about it, it was different because it, it, it it's like this kind of top-down, kind of you're exploring the town, and the enemies, and there's like all these weird glitches and like uh, obnoxious shit, like the the, 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 <laughs> the slimes that come back over and over again, all that kind of stuff. But then you go into the houses, <clears throat> and like it, then it's first person. And you're like going through the houses, then you just randomly run into like bosses and stuff. Too. Yeah, and and or Friday the Thirteenth. Sorry, Exactly. Lot, <laughs> like, and I love that the game. I just remember the game felt good when you understood it. Like. We would, this was a game we would rent and you you would put it in you get a little further and yeah the game kicked you back to the beginning when you died and like all this kind of even stuff even
2: though it was a Zelda like and really long yeah
3: was strange. It it's it just the, something about Fester's Quest I was just like the, a lot of people really hate that game like vehemently hate it yeah, I like, that one like it one but like first of all it comes from Sunsoft which is I think the most underrated developer slash you know publisher in the NES era uh, not the best but certainly the one that no one talks about they had the Looney Tunes license especially because Batman which is the which is so 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 very good, and another right. game they did, which we'll talk about in a little while. Uh, but yeah, just like Fester's Quest, I, I think that that game could could use another go, another look from people today, just mm-hmm. to see like what they were trying to do. Yeah, use the Adams family license, which is irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, like it had it used Fester, which is probably the most irrelevant of Every anyone. in that cast.
1: Fester was the creepiest member of that family. Like he's just like even creepier than the hand. To me, yeah, no, he, he was, was the woman
4: covered in in hair, head to toe. What was her name? Oh, uh, cousin, cousin! Cousin! It, cousin, cousin it. 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 that was, that the was creepiest. It. That was yeah. horrible.
1: Well, I don't know. I just found faster, like grotesque looking. So I, I just remember looking at the game. I don't, I don't know. But I knew people who liked it. So yeah, I'm I mean, it, it, it just that.
3: kind of filled me with wonder as a kid. You can like, get
2: a good spread gun in that game.
1: Yeah,
3: well, you can get a whip and all this. Like, like it was like once you got far enough that you felt more powerful. And I just it felt it, it filled me with wonder in the sense that there's this kind of expansive inventory. And yeah, the game's a little archaic and kind of even broken a little bit. But like. I like that game a lot, and and it's certainly not one of the best NES games by any stretch of the imagination, or even like a great NES game, but certainly an underrated NES game. Fester's Quest. You mentioned right.
4: something very interesting, uh, which was that like you you know your brother could sit down and beat that game in an hour, and there was like something really awesome about that. I remember like going to school and having a crappy day, and coming home and beating Ducktales in forty five minutes, and just being like, <laughs> man, that was incredibly rewarding. Now on to dinner. You, know, like, you can't really do that with games so much anymore, and I actually kind of miss that. I miss, I miss being able to sit down and playing a game like Fester's Quest from start to finish in under an hour and being like, there's the credits. I did it. I beat the game.
3: Yeah, I mean, to me, I don't know if you beat it in an hour. I was saying you can beat it in an hour. I went back and watched. Uh, there's a guy that puts up uh, playthroughs on, uh, like, full playthroughs, not commentator or anything. He just plays uh, NES games on YouTube. Uh, and I went and looked for his I'm for sure Fester's Quest. Sure, there's more Quest. than one guy. Well, but, but, like, he, he, he's, his is the top search. Every time you search for just Fester's Quest or you search for anything, it's yeah. always his stuff first. Um, Every time you and, search
1: for Fester's Quest, yeah,
3: like he he puts like the numbers in brackets. He does them in order. I don't know. I can't remember the guy's name.
1: Oh, you're talking about uh Krantendo?
3: I don't think that's what it is, but oh, okay. it's it's uh. But he just plays the games from front of the back. He's really good at them. He and I watched some of his Fester's Quest playthrough um, just to kind of you know jog my memory about some of the things that I was forgetting about it. And he beat it like 56 minutes. I was like, I didn't know you could beat it that quickly. Wow. But I remember my brother had loose leaf papers that were stapled together, uh, and he would write down the games he beat on him, and I think he still has it somewhere or whatever, and, and that was, that's and cool. so like, and so like, <laughs> you, st- and you just write them in order um, that he beat them or whatever, Um Fester's Quest was one of those games, and and yeah, I just have fond memories of that game, I don't think it's a great game, it's mm-hmm. definitely not a game I'd go back and like really want to play, like I'd want to play Castlevania 3 or even some of the other games I'm about to mention, which I think are actually amazing games, but yeah, I think that's an underrated one.
1: All right, fat Sam, what do
2: you got? All right, so picture a, ca- a cabin that kind of looks like an outhouse. And a giant disembodied head flies out of it. And then, and then the, the head turns out to be really big and destroys a city. That's a little game called Zombie Nation. Yeah, that
3: game's so weird, uh, man. That game's so weird.
2: By the I one-off it. developer, Meldak.
3: What? That's her name?
2: Meldak. Just like the planet from ALF, Melmac, the D. <laughs> Meldak. So, Meldak. Yeah. Zombie Nation is a really... It's not that late, but it's a 1998 NES game that I never played at the time. But I found the cart uh, a while ago, and uh, it's it's really actually incredible. It has like t- rampage style deformation of buildings, so it's like it, you know whatever you hit, it's like that part of the building like blows away. It's like amazing looking on the NES. Mm-hmm. It's like it'll be a big skyscrapers, and you're flying through them, and there's all these like beams of spotlights in the background and stuff. And basically, you're a big samurai head that like fires something out of his forehead and kills stuff doesn't make any sense but it's not a, that too much of a b game it's just in theme it is because the game actually plays pretty nicely and there's these little people all over and you're just destroying them and killing them but apparently they're zombies i don't but know but you what, can't tell i you. don't know what the samurai head has to do with it but he he, <laughs> if, he appears in a wishing well in the beginning and he's very it's a very big head Oh god that's about I, all I can I, tell I, I you about I miss, I miss it. it also had one, one of the most
1: amazing box arts yeah. you'll ever yeah. see. <laughs> ever. Wow. I'm, I'm not
2: making this up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I um, Funky, the graphics man. are really cool and it's and it's fun to play and it's just like
2: totally crazy. What right. happened to And Mel-back? it came to America. I mean, I don't know. Melmac showing happen. on
3: that Zombie Nation r- royalty check. That was it. That's all they needed. and
2: Melmac. <laughs> that's my that's my album. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh I remember really? so- so I remember in 2008 when when we were making the NES the best NES games of all time list. Um, I think it was 2008 or 2009. And you and I were on that. This that, is number one hundred. Yeah, and we were, and there were certain games that we had never heard of, or we were playing. And I remember we had a PSP with an emulator, so that everyone can like kind of experience some of these games, make sure we knew, like remembered them properly, and were filled with just nostalgia and stuff like that. And this is yeah. one of those games I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like I've heard of almost and played most, I think, NES games that yeah. were released in the United States. And I was like, I don't know what the hell this is. I never I don't remember that box. I don't remember this mm-hmm. theme. I don't remember anything about this game. I don't remember this game being in Nintendo more Power. That came from. You know, I don't remember the game being in Nintendo Power either. Yeah. But... I remember
2: I, I we talked a lot about Little Samson at the time too, because that's another mm-hmm. like super obscure game that's actually really good.
3: But yeah, that game wasn't bad. It reminded me of that but what was that other game we discussed it's not one of the games we're gonna discuss, but remember what was it called Galaxy Eight Thousand or something like that? Remember it was like Avodux? a Abadox is. We 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 dug up the friggin' some of the obscure ones. Yeah, uh, we
2: gotta start with Abadox. It's the first game on the list. Yeah, yeah. Well, Actually, yeah. We gotta do go Six and one is Caltron. Six and one, but in terms of alphabetizing,
1: that's a good choice. I think. Okay. I'll stop now. So uh, I just did a little searching on Meldac, and if Wikipedia is to be believed, I just want to put this out there: uh, Meldac is a Japanese music and video game company. Uh, apparently, they produced albums for Jennifer Love Hewitt called "Love Songs" and another album called "Jaywalk." And they made games on the Nintendo Entertainment System, including Zombie Nation, U.S. Championship Volleyball. I never heard of Hayanko Alien, Hayakio Alien. I don't know what that is. King of Rally, Super Pinball, and uh, Astro Go Go. Just putting that out there. I don't think any that of is the weirdest, King King weirdest Wikipedia
4: page anyone has ever. Yeah, I, just, I,
1: I almost don't believe it. I'm like, and love songs from Gen- <laughs> what? <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, it oh, exists.
2: So All right, the game is great.
1: Good Choice, I'm not gonna say great, but
2: it's It's it's, good,
1: it's significant
2: because it's it's. I think it's the weirdest NES game, it is bizarre. That chubby sounds
1: absolutely bizarre, yeah. All right, Brian, good. Oh, it's another one, yeah. Um, what's another one? So, I'm gonna name a
4: little game called Life Force. Oh, that's a good one,
2: it's not obscure,
4: (laughs) Salamander, right? No one played Life Force.
2: That was like the best game. Everybody what, you played, played. It, a, a bunch of it man in the 30s Two years
4: ago, put it in the top
3: twenty-five best things.
2: I had remember. that game when
3: I was a kid, but I didn't know anyone else that really had it. I
2: have a sealed copy of it. <laughs>
4: nice. You're you're an
3: anomaly. You're not you're not part of the you regular. Have a sealed group. copy of Life Force. That's fucking baller, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Was called, what was it called in Japan? Salamander. Sal- yeah. In Europe, I thought it was called that.
2: Yeah, Salamander's. A, I think a different game in the arcades in America. But there's also Gradius 2, which is a different game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of confusing. I'd have to look it up at this point, actually.
1: Mm. but yeah, so, those So, Life the, Force. <laughs> that was
2: it. Yeah, yeah I think it came out there. Right so, there.
4: Life Force was kind of like a way better Gradius. Wow, and no it, one it, got mad I, at me for no, that. that. Nice. No, you could have heard a pin drop after it, that I'll oh, Keep going. So good. <laughs> it had co-op. That yeah. was
2: the big deal. It mm-hmm.
4: had co-op. Again, that was like a running theme for me. I really liked games with co-op back in the... Great life. I had, I had two younger brothers, so if you could... If, you, if my mom could get us a game that could get two of us or three of us staring at the screen at the same time and not, like, breaking windows and shit like that, then <laughs> that, that was a win. So uh, Life Force was amazing because it was side-scrolling and top-down, and the levels alternated. It was sort of like if Contra was in a ship and not just a man – two men with jeans on. <laughs> um, and it had Or without ki- jeans. Or <laughs> without jeans. Ooh. Uh, and it had the Konami code. I'll and a Contra was one of those games where – I knew people that could sit down and beat Contra without the Konami code, and they were crazy good at that game. But Life Force was one of those games that if you could beat Life Force without the Konami code, like, you should be making video games. Yeah, Life Force is tough. Life Force is hard as hell. It's also, like, it didn't really have a theme that made sense, which was kind of interesting about it. Like, some levels... It, would, it was taking place in space, and on uh, some levels you were inside of a giant human body, and then you were just, like, fighting.
2: Yeah, it's the same fighting. idea as Gradius. Yes. There's kind of, like, weird space junk that you're And
4: then you were play. like, oh, we better fight the pyramids. <laughs> like, it didn't make any sense. Yeah. And so at the end, cool. Typical NES ending, That spoilers, something blows up, and, you know, Lance and Ricky or whatever in their ships fly away. <laughs> well
2: the the final level is really interesting because it's actually like a robot landscape like a giant death star type thing Mm -hmm. and uh, it ends in a speed run and you go faster yeah like, it, your, your ship's going to overdrive.
4: Yeah, it, it goes Super incredibly cool. fast. It's got this sort of, like, Metroid-esque escape sequence yeah. where everything goes really quick, and you're and you're rushing out of there as fast as possible, and everything blows up. But it's got a cool sort of level-up system. Like, uh, every seventh enemy that you hit in a line drops a power-up. You can get it, and you can choose to catch that power-up in whenever you want. So you can use it on speed. You can use it on ripple or, like, spread or, you know, missiles around you or an invulnerability and stuff like that. So eventually you get this ship that's, like, completely maxed out on every level and you crash into something once and you lose it. Everything. So I always played it with the 30 man code because you pretty much had to. And I don't know if that's sexist to say 30 man code, but no, yeah. it's
3: it well, so what I what Life Force invokes with me, that's one of my brother's favorite games. Um, and again, people know if they've they've heard me talk about like my brother was like everything to me when I was a kid in terms of like well, a lot of things, but in terms of NES, like I learned everything I know about NES from him, and uh, yeah. you know, like we played together and he taught me about all these great games and Life Force was just, like his shit. He loved that game so much. Um, and what I remember about life, you know, so there are NES games like Ninja Gaiden where like or guidance. Sorry, I'm always going to call it Ninja Gaiden. Though. Me too. Uh, where the, 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 I
2: call the... it Ninja the Gaiden.
3: Ninja... <laughs> the cutscenes in Ninja Gaiden are fucking horrifying, right? Yeah. Like, they used to scare. The shit out of me, yep. right? Like and the demon stuff. Like yeah, like like when you saw uh, what that what's the bad guy's name in Ninja? I can't remember the purple dude. Yeah, yeah. And you see him for the first time, I'm like holy no shit! Yeah, they're like, really like, dark. Oh, they're <laughs> I was like, I was like horrified. And then like in Castlevania, like there's like literal horror where it's kind of got like an atmosphere or whatever. I felt like Life Force felt ominous to me when I was yeah, a kid. Like there was a real yes. ominous feel to that game. I'm not sure like what it was. It seemed like it was slow and deliberate and like. It was a pretty game, yep. but like I just felt like the the game had a horror feel where it probably mm. didn't have a horror feel. Like I felt like it was kind of that way sp-
2: about legendary wings. I was like freaked out by that game. Did it's you play a, that? G- game? Yeah, that's a good game. You know you go inside, that mouth would open mm-hmm. up, you get swallowed, then you're inside guts. Yeah. Did you ever play that? Yep. Same idea.
3: That's really mm-hmm. strange. So that's that's well, that's yeah. what it invokes for Life Force yeah, invokes I, that for I fe- me. I felt like if you were a kid in the eighties
4: and you walked into a store and you pointed a life force and you took a risk on that box. And that box was basically a spaceship it's a dragon fighting, on fire. fighting a, a snake dragon surrounded by fire. Yeah. Uh, if you took a risk on that, like, you were going to grow up to be a real man Because <laughs> <right? laughs> you were like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Like, you probably, you're probably covered in tattoos now or you're in prison somewhere mm-hmm. or you're me on this show. Yeah. Um, uh, it was just a fantastic game. If you have, I think it. I think it really holds up still. So well, if you have a chance, sh- it's
2: a shooter. Yeah. It's an, it's it's like a comp. It's not. It's a one of the best shooters ever yep. made. Like yep. it's just like yep. if you can play it the right way mm-hmm. without using the code, then you were prepared for a genre.
3: Yeah.
4: Because totally. every
2: game is based on that and Yeah. I mean, those yep. are in the. Scramble and stuff like sure. that. Yep.
3: Ninja Gaiden's Bad Guy Jacquio, I think was his name, right? Oh, All right. yeah, that's there right. Uh, Not a scary name. Yeah, by the way, there's probably someone in prison somewhere writing Life Force fan fiction <laughs> <laughs> to pass the time. All right. About Ricky and the Lance Ricky and Lance or whatever yeah.
4: I was wondering what those dudes thought when they <laughs> they're playing land i like what the fuck
2: the was Vic- that <laughs> <laughs> it's the Vic Viper
4: did you fight that brain with the yeah. eyeball and the hands yeah man that was crazy I, I didn't the, sign oh, up for this good shit one. <laughs>
1: yeah, I like the the reference to the Vic Viper when they brought that back in uh, oh man what was that Kojima, produ- Kojima produced uh, mech like battle oh man Final Zone of the gear? Enders no, in Zone of the Enders 2, they brought back the Vic Viper, but it was like a transformable... It was a transformer. It turned into a, a yep. big mech robot also He was also, uh, he was
4: also in Konami Crazy Racers, which was a kart racing game yeah. for the Game Boy Advance.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um,
4: There's okay. that garbage in, in my mind.
1: <laughs> so I'll quickly throw this one out there, but I don't know if uh, if you guys will remember it. And I don't have much to really say about it, but I, do, I did have very fond memories for it because it had... I thought really cool graphics at the time was a Cobra Triangle. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: oh, the boat game.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that was the one. It was isometric perspective. Mm-hmm. You had a boat on it, so the box had a big dragon coming out of the water, and you know the boat just like rushing towards it. And <laughs> that's everybody, so everybody awesome! God, I yeah. missed that.
3: Yeah, box art was the best. everything oh, was a dragon so in, in
1: the late '80s for sure. Um, but uh, I remember I was always a fan of games where. Especially games where you pilot something and can look really good when you did. And even though it was from an isometric perspective, sort of like RC program, the idea was that you were just kind of switching, sliding around, getting your shots in. And then when you saw the dragon sprite on screen, it looked really good. And I remember Mm -hmm. going, oh, this is really cool looking. And I also just remember it being really hard. And I think you only had like two moves, like, well, there was only two buttons, right? A and B, but like jump and fire. And I don't remember much outside of it, so I'm not going to waste too much time on it. But I... Do recall having a lot of fond memories for it, and I just don't hear enough about it and so I didn't realize this until recently it was made by rare really yeah i, I did, did not, not know that. yeah i
2: did not know that
1: and i think well, that's really cool they made
2: 60 games for the nes yeah rc pro was also one of them yeah i didn't
4: know that we should do a top 60 rare yeah, nes games yeah order them anticipation <laughs> right. number That'd 1 that
2: would be misleading um they're, in Cobra Triangle it's kind of interesting because you're actually presented with a series of challenges that's almost like NES Remix they're like they're short and then they get longer and longer mm. Yeah, yeah. it's not just like an adventure game or something it's like yeah. go
1: through these yep. yep I like that cool alright so Colin
2: take
3: it over to you uh Journey to Silius is my next game. Mm. Um, this again. Yeah, so saying it's so mad because I'm like I'm like borderline obsessed with <laughs> it's Journey. It's funny because we talk about it. Yeah, all the time. yeah, we do because it's so good. Like a, so, ter- a Terminator game. Yeah, so exactly. So this is a Sunsoft game, and again, totally underrated uh, publisher slash developer. The game was in development, and it was supposed to be a Terminator game. And when the game was being developed towards the tail end, they, you know, whoever owns the rights to Terminator was like, no. We're not doing this anymore. So they had to like redo some of the art assets in the story. So your character some ended, of. Yeah, they, so, they
2: hired Orson Scott Card. Yeah.
3: So they they the character's name is Jay McCray in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so the game is like really—it's short. You can beat the game really quick. I think it's like five or six stages long. So like the original Castlevania, kind of. Um, and if you're good at it, you can get through it pretty quickly. Uh, but the game is like really slick and like really fluid. It's a fun shoot—you know, side-scrolling shooter. Um, kind of in the vein of Mega Man. Not nearly as good, but you know, it, it's very similar to that. It feels good. It feels nice. It's hard. You
2: can't choose a level though, right? You just, no, you go in order. And, or right. and
3: what the the hallmark of Journey to Cilius, um is the soundtrack. The soundtrack in that game is absurdly good like capcom level good and it doesn't sound like a capcom soundtrack but it's that good mm-hmm. and uh oh so it's so i can hear the, the music in my mind it's like really deep and like ornate and, and very good um so I, I implore people to go and give that game a chance the, the, the box art's pretty cool for that game um you know we were portrayed by call some it mccray no yeah, we call it mccray cray <laughs> so uh the, the uh, jay mccray jay mccray uh the, we, were, we, were, we were we were we were betrayed yeah, we were betrayed by box art a lot when we were kids when we were kids deadly, we towers. Talk, deadly towers is the epitome of that because deadly towers is the coolest box art and the worst nes game thank you um <laughs> and, get and, a and we, i favorite. bought that game and i have that
2: combination is the worst box art and the coolest the, yeah. nes
3: game <laughs> it's funny how that always works <laughs> deadly towers i have deadly towers. so like i feel for you mm-hmm. um uh, with that game but yeah so journey to Cilius is a is a is a great game or an authentically great game and and uh and poor people to go and try to figure out they can get the cartridge or you know emulator or whatever it is you do if you know I don't know if it's even available right. um, on a virtual console. Or I doubt it. Um, what,
4: is suns- what happened to Sunsoft?
3: I don't know. Sunsoft like still exists, I think, but I think that they're like not- they haven't done games I think since the SNES era. I they think they published made- Lemmings. Yes. Um, I think I, I researched them like a little while ago, maybe like a year or two ago. I was just reading about them, and I don't remember like the ins and outs of it. But I think that they did some stuff in the SNES era, maybe up to the mid '90s, maybe with PS1 even.
2: They did all the Looney Tunes games, and uh, yeah, they
3: had yeah they had the, the Looney Tunes Road license. Runner, Death Valley Rally, and then they disappear. I think they still exist, but I think they're like a holdings company now or something like that. Um, so, But yeah, I, I I implore people to go play Journey to Silius because Journey to Silius and Batman are Sunsoft's best NES games and Batman's extraordinary. Like, we always talk about how it's so awesome to have a cool Batman game from, you know, from, you know this great trilogy or at least the first two Arkham games and how bad, you know, people think licensed games were. Well, Batman was authentically awesome on NES. Oh my NES. god, yeah. Um, and it's funny that it's it, it, it took Batman to bring it back you know, Batman was a great license game back in the day. Yep. It's, a, it's yep. a great license game again. Um, so, yeah, Journey to Silius. All
1: right. Cool. Sam?
2: You know, what? I was gonna talk about wizards and warriors. Oh, but we
4: can't talk about wizards and warriors. Yeah, you we gotta to. talk about that okay. Fabio
2: cover, man. Okay. Well, let me just end cap the thing. The, another <coughs> shooter is Stinger, mm. and it was another Konami game, and it's really, really good. I had Stinger growing up. I think it's and related to Twinbee. Yeah,
4: it's it is, it, it, and it's incredible, yeah. incredibly weird game.
2: Yeah, the bosses it's, are like a watermelon. And it like was the uh, wishing well. It was
4: totally like the cartoon life, light hearted. <laughs> Great Life games. Force or something like that. And had a great
2: system for power-ups. So you had to shoot these bells. Yeah. then you'd have to keep them up. Anyway. You it, was a, about it was
4: a shmup where you juggled. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Main boss and of the first level was a watermelon that spit seeds at you.
2: Yeah. And then, then there's top-down and side-scroll. Yep. yep. But, like Life Force. Yeah. Right? Or is that all
4: top-down? No, right. no. Ju- same thing. Yeah. yeah. They switched off.
2: So Wizards and Warriors is a game. It was Rare's second game for the NES after Slalom, which is a black box first-party published game. They mm. made games that early. A company in England made a black box NES game. That blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wild. Why
1: don't you tell folks what a black box is real quick? Uh, so the first
2: the first round of uh NES games, Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, Gyromite, Stack Up, Volleyball, Tennis, Baseball, they are all pinball, they all come in a black box with just like a blown up version of like a sprite in the game in yeah. a background. Yeah, yeah and like that the that worst really, box art. I mean it's yeah. awesome
1: now, but like that is like Well no, but it was very deliberate because they didn't want to mislead you with what you were getting, right? Yeah. They basically were showing you this is what it looks like. Okay, <laughs> and that mm-hmm. was you knew by and the they had, box art. divided right, a
2: series. There is sports, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, action. And they had education with Dr. Yeah. Kong Jr. Yeah, because
1: because look at Atari. Our, Atari had some of the best box art in some cases, and the game looked nothing like it. Yeah, but yeah,
2: then they made Wizards Warriors, which had awesome box art. It was a like Conan the Barbarian yeah. knockoff. Actually, I just looked this up. The actual uh, name of this game in England is so funny. Oh,
1: uh, or, I mean, not not in England, in Japan. Do you, have, do you have it pulled up? Uh, yeah. Densetsu no Kisi... Elrond. Elrond. Yes. Okay. Do you know what that means specifically? Is it Wilder, Wizards and Warriors? Well, Elrond I know
2: Elrond is, is the elf in uh, Lord of the Rings ah, that there you lives go. in Rivendell. Ah, there you go. Okay.
1: <laughs> Way to
3: go, Nintendo. Which just just never, got away with that one. I never nice understood the connection Tolkien's there. estate's not paying
2: attention to what's <laughs> going on over there. Published
1: by Acclaim. That's who would have paid... Actually, in Japan, it was published by Jaleco. Yeah.
2: The first yeah. time I remember even knowing the, the, the company Acclaim, rest in peace. Is it Jaleco? I always thought it was
4: Jaleco. I called it Jalico. Too, I call man. it Jalico. There was the East Coast thing, yeah. you know. Like it was Marriott. like N- Ninja Gaiden. And I grew Gaiden up on the East Coast. The... What are you talking about? No, I call nobody it knows how to
2: pronounce Jalico or Jal. Nobody. There's no right way to do it. <laughs> it was Jalico. The company's gone. Nobody uh, ever knew. Why well, I call it,
4: it Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> Yeah. And, and Ryu, yeah, Ryu, and yeah. I came in here and Ryu was like Ryu and Ninja Gaider,
2: Ninja the Gaiden. You guys remember that it had the Japanese, but it looks like it says the. that? Anyway, Wizards the Warriors, it has really good, cool, like looking fantasy graphics, and they have like a big level you can explore one at a time, like like a big explorable X Y area, you know, like it, and then you there's like you know you start in a forest and you go underground, and it has really cool music, but uh, you're this knight, and the knight is animated really well. His yeah. name is Kuros. And it's just, like, the whole look of that game looks like a high-end PC game from that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it just yeah. looks amazing. It looks
4: really good. And it also, uh, it's you,
2: really early. It's You mentioned
4: seven. music. That's another game that really only had, like, two or three songs in it. <laughs> like, that <laughs> it, was it. it it's was... weird.
2: Once you, like, kind of... You can figure out the game by, like, use you have to get a key, and you have to go in a door. Like, there's stuff like that. But you just find that in the level. It's not too difficult. So my... But once you get everything, it plays, like, a victory song, and it's so good.
4: The, the reason yeah. you can figure out everything in that game is because it did something that was completely different from NES games at the time, which was... It gave you lives, but they didn't really matter. Yeah. Like, you would die, and you'd start right where you died, and then you'd get a game over, and it'd be like, thou hath died. And you'd hit start, and you'd come right back where you were. Like, you never had to go back to the title screen. So basically, you could play because the game for... it was for, more puzzle-based. Yeah, game. totally. And, it, you know, there was a blue key, a pink key, and a red key in every level. and yeah, you played this a, game. Yeah. Oh, my right. God. I played it like crazy. When, when, you, when you said you were going to talk about it, it was like, that's one that is not on my list because it's on yours. Um, I played the shit out of Wizards and Warriors. Did you play <laughs> like, the
2: sequel
1: Iron Sword or whatever? That was the one with Fabio on the cover, so I yeah. misspoke earlier. That but, was the one that... So who, is wait, made, who was on the cover of the first on one? On the cover of the original. It's smart this is a generic... Animated, yeah, uh, generic yeah, generic, generic looking it's thing. a Conan-looking guy. Of yeah. course, you're
2: covered in, in armor, though, so I don't get that. Does and Fabio...
1: No. When yeah. you
2: die, it's the best animation. You get knocked on your back and your legs swings over uh, the edge of the level. Oh
1: yeah,
4: it's really so, crazy. So yeah, so like that, you're you're dead and you your legs all limp. Uh, it's like there's oh group, I do
1: remember that. There's oh, really that was gross
4: cool. ways to die in that game. Like you can get destroyed by bees. Like uh, you hit a beehive and like fifty mm-hmm. bees just hit you and it's like and your leg twitches. It's yeah. it's really nasty. <laughs> no, but the cover to
1: Iron Sword also got. Did it get a Nintendo Power cover? I want to say it did.
2: Uh no, it had. It came with the game. Came with a poster, and oh, the Nintendo Power had a poster of. also. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. All right. you know, in, in case, case,
4: say, in case you were poster. eight years old and you wanted a man <laughs> in his underwear
1: <laughs> holding a sword. My friend know, just hold. got oh, <laughs> The barbarian was in its peak around that that's time. True. That was that's smart true. marketing. My, my buddy right just there. got
2: his uh, poster signed by Fabio. Oh, his okay. Iron sword there. There that's awesome.
1: That's gotta be it. That is a weird
4: footnote on his career. Is that like once a year? there's an hour where there aren't giant old fat ladies being like, remember that romance novel you? did and it's just a giant old fat gamer dude and he's like hey remember the wizards and warriors too and he's like oh god remember that bird <laughs> hit you in the face yeah remember that time a bird hit you in the face <laughs> that the was the best one of life's greatest <laughs> moments one i of remember the greatest the picture that. goose exploded on <laughs> yeah. Fabio. Ama- on <laughs> yeah. one of the most amazing on a roller coaster one of the most amazing things that has ever happened in the history of
1: humanity is there a picture of him bleeding when he yes. gets yes. off of it well, and he's, he's surrounded he's by in models ghost blood. Uh, oh is that what it's yeah it? My apologies go out exploded. to any yeah. of uh, Fabio's friends and family listening. <laughs> oh,
2: he was on. fine. He was fine. He's Fabio. He was fine. And I bet you
4: Fabio's friends and family was like, wait a minute, Fabio, what happened to you this weekend? And he's like, I was on a roller coaster and a dove crashed into my nose. And they were probably like, That is hilarious. That's more than like I'm um, come on. I mean that it's like that is that is a game of clue where you're like, uh, Fabio on the roller coaster with the bird. That's the best combination of things that has ever happened. In the Are sequel though,
2: to Wizards and Warriors, and some somewhat in Wizards and Warriors, they did this thing that Mega Man Two did the best also, where they took a big animal, and th- in Wizards and Warriors Two, it was like this big god that you talk to, like a big frog, or like this like wind god, or there's a big eagle, and they just drew this giant background art thing, like the lion. Mm or the fish in Mega Man mm-hmm. 2. Right. And it's just like, it was beautifully designed yeah. and just like big and colorful and awesome. And it's just like, that was when the NES hit its graphical mm. like masterpiece era. <clears> yep. I just love that. There was an
4: awesome power up in Wizards and Warriors called, uh, it was like the Cloak, the the cloak of Disappearing or something. <laughs> And yes. you just straight up turned invisible. Yeah. You could not see your character. You were jumping around. You were
2: hiding. I just love the how best. the
1: name didn't hide that at all. Oh <laughs> no! Yeah, there was no. You secret knew what there. you were getting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You got power
2: like yeah. so you jump higher and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, now that was yeah. a really good-looking game. I'll never forget seeing either ads or, or uh, either on television or still at, like pictures inside of magazines of that game and going, "Wow, that night looks amazing." And it was like, another. That it was, like, so it was like it was
4: like you mentioned before. Was another one of those games with like really dark, weird themes. Like you'd beat a boss, and it would go like, and there'd be a woman hanging from oh, yeah. a rope by her yeah, arms oh, like yeah. she's just been strung up there for years and you would come in and he'd cut her down and she'd hit the ground and be like you saved Esmeralda and she's like oh fuck thank you so much <laughs> and you just walk by you'd be like yeah
1: later bitch and you go on to the next one like it was so weird yeah, yeah. it was so weird all right so uh English. let's yeah. let's uh, get uh, one or two more in and then we got to move on because we actually went over but i do want a special Colin and uh, Sam to participate in Question Block segment real fast after okay. this. Yeah. So any more games left that we want to cover real fast?
3: Yeah, real quick. I just want to give a quick shout out to my third game is Baseball Baseball Stars uh, from go. SNK. Mm.
1: Now, the thing about Baseball Stars is that that game
3: was extraordinarily ahead of its time for sports games. And like I mean like significantly ahead of its time. Um, think about... NHL games, for instance, pop, NHL '94 is a very popular game, right? So, uh, Baseball Stars came out in 1989. When you played NHL '94, it was exhibition mode, and you can play playoffs, but you had to keep the system on; otherwise, it would forget everything. There was no season mode. There was no like nothing, right? Baseball Stars had season mode. You can create your own teams. You paid your own teams. You could upgrade your players. You yep. can. It was extraordinary. Like that game is so. Good. That is still is that, one of did the it gr-
2: have real stats? Is it real people?
3: No, so it wasn't real people. It wasn't licensed. There was like lovely ladies ladies was one of the yeah. teams. It had female characters, which was cool. Was that the uh, one of the
2: bunny? The bunny. The baseball game of the
3: was it? I don't think so. Maybe, maybe one of the teams might have been like. Is the, it. Label the green
2: rabbit. with like red writing
3: on it? No, no, it was it was like yellow and blue. In the box and that had like I oh, just okay. a normal dude playing so baseball. Many damn baseball um, games. Versus. But the, I mean, baseball stars to me is are arguably the single best sports game of all time, simply because it's really fun. It's a very fun game to play, but it was so ridiculously deep. Like mm-hmm. the minutiae of that game was unbelievable. Paying like had you had a payroll. You could like pay your players. You can like make a player or trade, like get rid of players and hire new players. And it had like a whole. It would keep your stats for your season and your individual stats: your RBI, your home runs, your singles, all that kind of stuff. I was like, I was like, this is awesome. It's
4: nuts when you compare it to
3: like baseball.
4: Which was like the Nintendo right. made NES game, which or, was RBI just, baseball, or RBI which baseball, RBI baseball. Which just
2: plays great, but it's just simplistic. Yeah, yeah no, it was exactly.
4: so simple. I mean, a lot of the sports games back then. So every now and then you'd get one like that that was just like, wow, these guys went in deep.
3: It was, I mean, it was unbelievable. Like, yeah. the, like it had a battery in it, so you know it saved all this stuff. And I, I'm sure that's a reason why some of these other games didn't. You know, you had to charge a little bit more. to get that, but it really wasn't like sports games because I played every year on SNES. I played NHL every year. I bought Madden every year, and then I'd buy random baseball games like uh, Roger Clemens MVP Baseball, whatever mm-hmm. the hell that was called. Yeah. And so I played a lot of sports games at that time, and it really took like seven or eight years for for games to literally catch up to what Baseball Stars was doing on the NES. Yeah. You know, um, I really like go and play Baseball Stars. I think it's available. You buy it. On, I, I don't know if it's on Virtual Console. You can play it on PSP. I think okay. the, the Neo Geo version of it. There you go. Um, and um,
2: does it look?
3: I think really it's like different? it's. I think it's just like prettier graphics, but the same idea. Um, oh. And Baseball Stars Two was a sequel that was definitely not as good at all. Um, very similar to Metal Gear Two. Uh, yeah. So. Baseball stars really re- baseball stars to me is an extraordinary really one of my favorite NES games, um, okay. and uh, I really just love the history of it in terms of like how it just embarrassed every other sports game for oh, years, yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure. years. Yeah, yeah. I think it wasn't until NHL '96 on SNES or Genesis that it even had a battery in it. Okay, yeah, you know? mm. like so, it's like damn, like take your notes, man, yeah, because right? SNK <laughs> was schooling EA. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's All why right. I want
1: cool. Baseball Stars. Sam, you want to toss out one more? Or are we good?
2: Uh, well, I just in terms of like the 25 baseball games that exist there's also a really good game called dusty diamonds all-star softball which is like also has it's like about a bunch of like backyard kids but they're monsters and each level it's like zombie nation all over again mm-hmm. for me right here uh th- like one of the levels has like a big cliff you can fall off of and like i don't know it's just like a fantasy crazy baseball game nobody okay. does stuff like that anymore you know yeah like the fantasy sports games yep. Do- super dodgeball is also really cool. Yep, yeah
1: or they had ones with robots i remember that too yeah.
2: I, I have 200 games to recommend. I'll keep yeah. it in it. One bootleg game. Let me do one bootleg game. Uh, B52. It's a really cool silver cart bootleg game that has, like it's like a side-scrolling game where every, you're like in a macro environment, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like a macrocosm, so like all the grass blades are huge
1: and stuff okay. like that. I really like stuff like that. And, and the, the, the soundtrack good. is Rome if you want to? No? <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs>
3: Rock yeah. Lobster. Yeah. There you um, go. Yeah, and, and we wrote it years ago, and we probably should update it. We should actually maybe schedule to update it. Uh, but you can read the top 100 NES games of all time on IGN. There you go. Uh, you can
2: read my top 400 games of all time on IGN. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: That's, <laughs> you went, we, we took different tacks on that. I went, I did 25, but like very deep. Yeah, you kicked and, it off. And, and then you just didn't, didn't write, write anything, and you just wrote a list of games. There you go. It's hard.
1: All right, so let's, uh, let's take a quick break for you listeners. And when we come back, uh, special question block, real fast, lightning round. Here we go. So, uh Colin, Sam, since this his first time participating, so the question block is a bi-weekly sort of question segment we do. Readers send in questions all the time. But in order to be efficient and also challenge ourselves a little bit to give the best answer possible, we put a timer on, four minutes. So in four minutes, we got to get this question done. So it's about jumping in and, you know, just kind of making your argument. Um, and it was inspired by uh, the work of some really cool folks over at 1UP, and I decided to keep it alive, and some listeners helped us rename it. So now... We're in the question block. First question comes from Alex. What do you think of Mr. Sakamoto's recent comments about creating a new entertainment? How many new emotions can he possibly bring to video games? And what do you think it spells the end of the – excuse me. Do you think it spells the end of the Metroid series? As he said – He's possibly not directing it anytime soon. Now, to give you guys context before we begin, Sakamoto told CVG, and Sakamoto, in case you don't know, Yoshio Sakamoto, was the producer and director on some of the most important Metroid games, from the original to Super Metroid. Um, He was involved with Zero Mission and also Fusion. He's been involved, and Other M actually was produced by him, um, which a lot of folks know is a very divisive game. So, asked on if he plans to return to working to more traditional games. He told them, "I don't intend to do so. Um, I do not intend to do so. There might be current, uh, there might currently be various tasks I may be involved in with past series. However, even if so, I would like to introduce new entertainment and new fun to those series. This might be indirect, but it may take. Uh, if we can make new types of games, uh, new types of gamers enjoy video games for the first time through Tomodachi Life, then they may eventually become interested in more conventional games. I would like to challenge myself to do that. So let's go. What do you guys think?" Is Sakamoto done with Metroid? I hope not. I mean,
3: I think that there's lessons all over the industry. You better stick to what people like, and uh, I think Castlevania is the newest example of that. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, Konami finally let you know he got out of his dungeon just for him. Well, he the, let himself. Yeah. Well, just then, then he was, you know, he, you know, and then he was gone, and now he's going to make a game that he should have been making all along when Mercury Steam was making Castlevania games that people didn't want. So, yeah. be mindful of that.
2: I like Sakamoto's games. He's never been involved in any of the best Metroids.
1: Yeah. Um- well, I I think he has, but like I think Prime, that... yeah. He's, oh yeah, Prime. well you yeah that's right. You are. I would I would uh, I like Zero context. Mission
2: and the three Prime games better than any other. Metroid are you are you
1: Prime dude? I like Prime
3: one, but I I still think Super Metroid's the best yeah, one. I also I'm think Me- did he,
1: did he do Metroid two? Uh, he made not entirely because sure, that's actually. an extraordinary game too, that, especially yeah.
3: for that hardware. Sp- speaking of Game Boy, Metroid, that little yeah. guy right there.
1: Um, so I just want to toss out there because I went to uh, Sakamoto had a GDC presentation a couple years ago. I want to say maybe two thousand ten, and. He was talking about – so Sakamoto, as a, as a producer and a director, he has a very wide palette of things he's worked on. He worked on the Wario Guerre games. He was one of the guys uh, working on Talent Studio, Tomodachi Life, which I don't know if you saw on the site, but it was yep. sort of like a weird, quirky social game. He takes inspiration from films like Dario Argento and, and other weird like. That was a really interesting interview. Yeah, we talked and about so that. hearing him and that specific that? He GDC presentation, oh, it's so good. He, he that presentation was just kind of letting you know, hey, this guy has a wide palette of experiences and things he likes to do. But he was involved with Metroid at one point, and he made some really good games. Um, I think that it's good for him to not be tied to Metroid, honestly. I think that if a team like Retro can jump in the way they did with a different producer, it was Tanabe, it was not Sakamoto, and make a good series, which they did. They nailed it on the first game, Metroid Prime. Yeah, Prime's I think another game. developer could do that. Totally. I do see your point, Colin, that maybe he should stick to what people like, but the last time he tried, and I don't know if it was Team Ninja's fault or his own, that story or that gameplay... Didn't really jive as well.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, I almost think so like maybe, I maybe it's a graceful I exit. I, I, f- I feel you on what you're saying because I know that like in some cases, like you know, no one's gonna make a better Castlevania than the dude who invented it, right? And I don't think anyone's going to make a better Mega Man than the dude who invented it. But I also think that, it, like, no creator should be forced at gunpoint to kind of, like, have to do the same thing forever. And if it lets him branch out and do stuff like Warrior Wear or Tomodachi, whatever it is, yeah. I think that's cool. But that's knowing, like, I still think that that means that we have to know in the back of our heads that that franchise is being left in good hands and with good people. And it wasn't last time. And that might have been his fault. And like you said, it might have been Team Ninja's, Team Ninja's fault. But Metroid's problem more and more is that those games don't sell well. And they're, they're hot with people like us. I mean, you have a Metroid shirt on right now. I love Metroid games. But to, to see those come back, it's kind of like F-Zero. Like We love them more than they actually really sell. So I don't really see like... But compared the, to what? Compared to anything else, especially now to make a game like Not Metroid. Not compared
2: to other Nintendo first-party games. What do you mean? They did fine.
4: Metroid, Metroid yeah. sells like shit in Japan. In Japan, yeah, but it, it does well here. But, it does they, they right. did
2: well enough to make like ten of them in the last ten years. Right,
1: but I mean, how many Kirby's have they made in the last ten years? I'm hundred. They're,
2: they're yeah. going to keep on making them. Like I, I think I uh,
1: it. no, I think they'll keep making Metroids, but I do think that Metroid as a as a series isn't earning Nintendo as much money as the Mario. No, or the, I think they, or the they, they, I think the, they're focusing
3: on where yeah. they can make the most money. The thing that, that that's weird to me about what he's saying is like they he wants m- m- more people to play games and and dude learn Nintendo needs to learn its lesson. Maybe Make games for the people you have, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. I don't understand how many times you, like, you want to, like, change, you know, flip the script and all that, and that's great, and that's awesome, fine, but, like, you have a group of people that are starving for content, and you know the content they want, and totally. they don't want this, like, a, a, you know, a, you know yeah. different kinds of experiences. They want what they love. They so, want Nintendo yeah. games. I
1: do want to push back on that a little bit, though, because I do feel that the idea of trying to pull in a bigger audience is noble, and it's interesting, and it did work for Nintendo with the Wii for the most part, and with but Age. it shouldn't come at the cost of the people who really enjoy your games. And that's our timer, so unfortunately cool timer. we got to stop there. Thank you. Uh, next question comes from Alexander Ka- Kazina. Excuse me. Recently I've been reflecting on The Legend of Zelda series, and I've been thinking about Nintendo's insistence of rebooting this franchise. He put that in quotes. Create, meaning he creating an entirely new story, new set of mechanics, and graphical style with every console iteration of it. Quick aside, I don't think uh, rebooting is maybe the best term, but you guys get what he's, at, what he's saying already. <clears throat> While this has rem- rem- allowed the series to remain fresh, it has resulted in there being a really long turnaround uh, with each title. It took five years between Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess. Are you for Nintendo taking this approach with the Zelda series with each console iteration despite the time it takes? Or would you rather do more frequent Zelda games and copy and improve upon the previous game style as they did with Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask or Phantom Hourglass to Spirit Tracks? Go.
3: Uh, for me, Majora's Mask is by far the best Zelda game in my mind. So I, I like the idea of iterating on an engine or what you already have. And I know that that's not a popular opinion. I think people well, like I Ocarina or a Link to the Past. I think Majora's Mask is an, an insanely good game. Um,. And that was because they had the engine, and they can think about, and they had the graphics, and, the, and 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 everything, and they can think about a different approach and a different idea. They didn't have to rebuild, you know, m- you know, rebuild the wheel, or whatever, you know, yeah, reinvent the, the, the wheel. Oracle they were just right.
2: like games are similar in that respect, right? Like they're when, both really good, yeah,
3: like like when Capcom did the Oracle games, it was like these are two of the same games, and they're both awesome, and you buy them both, and you enjoy them. Yeah. They came out at the same time, and that's fine, but like. To me, like, Majora's Mask was so good because it was so different, and it was so different because they didn't have to worry about all the other bullshit that goes into making a game. They could just make a game, like, yeah. design mm. a game, and they haven't done that since. There hasn't been a better game, a Zelda game, in my opinion, since Majora's Mask. You know, Wind Waker was great. You know, Twilight Princess, I didn't like at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't care for the DS games because you had to control them with a stylus, so I refused to play them.
2: Mm-hmm. You but, didn't play the most recent one yet,
3: right? Uh, no, he did no, play I played so I, played, I, played, worlds, I played Link Between Worlds, which I loved, but it was just Link to the Past. Sure. You know, like... like I need like I think that they can reinvent Zelda, but I think it might have been smarter to get something like Skyward Sword out quick and then iterate on it sure. and yeah. make the better Zelda. Yep. Yeah.
4: Right. Uh, I mean I I would play uh, a new Link Between Worlds Every year, if they just did that, t- I love yeah, it's that. it's like game.
2: a 2D Castlevania. Just, yeah, just totally, keep doing that. Totally, well, like what like they don't...
4: did on the DS when there was a new 2D Castlevania every
1: other yeah, year. Yeah, that, that was glorious. it was a great time. But would that put Nintendo in a position, sort of like people's apathy towards Call of Duty, for example, but where they're like, ah, oh, again, another one? Well, but it's no, selling. it's your apathy. It's selling. Yeah, I got apathy. <laughs> right, I know folks There are other folks. Maybe that.
2: People already have that over 30 years of Zelda. Well, that's the thing. Like
4: with with, it's a little different with Call of Duty because there's that big there's that big tent whole release every single year. And with Zelda, I feel like they can split the market up in so many different ways. Like you can have a 3DS Zelda, right? And then you can do the next year have another 3DS Zelda, but also have another team focusing like on a totally huge different uh console Zelda. So like so, I want So like
1: Hyrule Warriors and whatever the next Zelda no, movie not is that what you're trash. Saying. I don't care about <laughs> that. Come on.
4: Come on, man. Please. I'm just I, hey, I had to put it out there. Happy Meal bullshit. I don't want that. alright No, I want like a real Zelda game yeah. once a year and like if one of them's on the 3DS and it's like what I played last year and then the next year it's on a console and it's something like that, then I'm happy with that. I I don't think that we need – we, I don't think we need them every year, like Call of Duty, right? No. But I do want to see more of them happen more often. And if that means reusing engines and iterating, like, I would totally play uh, an alternate dimensional sequel, The Wind Waker. Or, like you said, like another, like, Skyward Sword, where they like, well, we have this engine down, we have these characters, we're going to yeah. reskin it. I
2: would play a Master Quest for these games. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I like Master Quest. That's yeah. my yeah. favorite. The Ocarina of Time Master Quest is so awesome. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. awesome.
3: When I got that for GameCube, man, I was in college, I was so... It kick, I, got, I had to subscribe to Nintendo Power, I think, to get it, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to read Nintendo Power at all, but I'm going to get this just for this. And yeah. it was awesome. It was I a great way so. to. It was a great way to experience those games again. <clears throat> yeah. So
1: I am for them. So I guess I'm the only one at the table, maybe, with this opinion. But I am for them taking their time. I do, though, think Skyward Sword was a, a special example because Skyward Sword was being built around motion control, which, for what it's worth, that could not that design of that game. I don't believe could have come together quickly because you didn't want to shortchange the people who like deep Zeldas with deep mechanics and deep ideas just to give them something that essentially was Wii Sports Resort as far as like what the motions and, and things you were actually doing in the game were. Yeah. So I don't know if necessarily, you know, yeah, there was a long development period between Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess. I could, and, and Twilight Princess got a little bit of a delay because of the Wii, right? They said, well, this was coming to GameCube, but we should probably capitalize on this since we have a system coming out and we'll make it a launch game instead. But I am for them taking their time a little bit just because I like when Zelda's at its best. And I like when Zelda explores and, and gives me cool things to do. And Skyward Sword had half of that and half of it I didn't really care for, but it was still really cool. Damn, out of time. <laughs> Cut off. So I will just say, I, I guess I'm the one here who thinks they should take their cool. time. Cool. I got to run, Jose. All right. See ya. Are we we're wrapping gonna, this up? Uh, we're going to go one more question and then we're finished. Okay. Is that I'll, cool? I'll you stay guys for, okay? I'll yeah, say right, for one more one question. One more question. Let's go. All right, cool. So last question this week comes from. Oh, man, I don't want to say his name wrong. Altano, help. That which one. one? Is it Italian?
4: Mihaly Miklos. He's Greek. There we Greek. go. All right. Greek,
1: yeah. Okay. Or Mihaly. So, oh, snap. I'm not supposed to start that yet. So, uh, I hear you guys bemoan the Wii motion control era, which, by the way, seems to have mostly passed. However, I'd love to hear your views on which games were wins and which ones were fails over the lame shovelware games. Okay. So, we, he sent us an example, and he has wins. Grand Slam tennis. Uh, Skyward Sword, Metro Prime 3. For fails, he had Red Steel, Star Wars, Lego, and an HL snapshot. You don't got to give, you know, wins and, I don't know, tear it apart the way you want. I think a win was Wii Sports. Yeah, I was going
3: to say that's the obvious one. Yeah, Yeah. that is
1: the most obvious win. It was a pack-in. It was the game you needed the system for, and it was the lowest barrier to entry so anyone can play, and that really encapsulated what the Wii was about. It was really smart. I got Resident
2: Evil 4 win. It's my favorite. Oh my god, of Evil 4. yeah. Dude. It worked perfectly. The pointer controls work great. My hands started hurting. I loved that game so much. Yep. And then uh uh boom blocks was my favorite like motion control era yep. game. Yep. yep.
1: Uh, well, uh, Metro Prime Trilogy, by the way. Yeah, Quick Metro Metro
3: Prime's a good one. Zack and Wiki was a great uh, yeah. game that used the motion controller. I love that game. Good choice. Um, and, and I'll say, you know, you, you brought up Resident Evil, which I liked a lot on Wii because it got you away from those tank controls that were more difficult from Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Um, so it made the game easier, which was kind of nice because we just don't play games like that anymore. Mm-hmm. I think another game that was obvious, so I, I only messed with it a little bit, uh, but The, con- the Conduit... Um, like shooters make sense with mm-hmm. when they're executed. Did you play that it. for guides? Uh, no, I just played it for fun. Because, you know, I, I played a lot of Wii early in its life cycle. Yeah. Um, I tried, you know, like I, I sure. wanted to like it. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I. I think
2: I wrote that guide.
3: Yeah, I think you did. Damn, um, man. But, uh, yeah, well, like shooters, like it's not a great game. I didn't play very much of it at all, but I remember being like, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I'm. Uh, I can get down with, with a, a shooter like that. Red Steel uh, was. Great in premise, but you know, right, didn't work, right. especially
4: yeah. the, the turn your hand sideways gun, gangster saw gun thing just <laughs> did not work. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it counts because it's sort of it's basically a light gun game, but it worked the same way. But House of the Dead Overkill mm-hmm. uh, yeah. was actually a really awesome yep. game yep. to play because it
3: makes sense, right? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, especially with like yeah.
4: even, even the whole like uh, like the point down and flick back up to reload, like very arcade style. Like, I remember like waiting to see a movie in the, in the 90s and playing light gun games at a movie theater and uh, just that flick down and flick back up, it's so rewarding to be able to do that with like. Like a friend in the living room in front of a big screen TV was really cool. the game um, had
2: a bug where you couldn't complete the final collectible run,
1: and still like that because yeah. you couldn't update Wii games.
4: Oh wow, I did not know or that. Or
1: they didn't. I mean, uh, in Skyward Sword's case, they had an update thing, which has to like send it an SD card. Yeah, so that was, it was the Wii? one
3: one yeah. example? I thought. No, I thought. I, I thought me, uh, other M. You had to do that too. There was a there was a was there was a there game, game breaking branding. bug in that. Yeah, yeah and yeah. you could send your memory card in.
2: But so, that's what you had to do. You had to get the, your broken game fixed. That wasn't an update. They yeah, would yeah, fix that's your true. broken game. The, or, 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 digitally, yeah, no, I
4: remember, I remember parts
1: of Elabits kind of worked. Does anyone yeah. remember that oh, yeah, game? Konami that. made that. We Play was a fail. It was a great, it came with a controller. Is, you bought it, it, it for the controller. As
4: they say, it was a mixed
1: bag. <laughs> Not even. I think a there was mixed one or two. bag of wet garbage. Of garbage. Yeah, there you go. There
4: were one or two mini games that were probably sort of fun, but uh, okay. I think most of them were pretty broken.
1: Okay. You just wanted the Wii Remote.
4: Yeah, pretty much. That's what most people bought it for. it.
1: No, that was it. All right, so it seems like we wrapped that one early, so we'll we'll stop there. Uh, So thank you very much for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. Uh, As always, make sure that you check out the site and also check out our other coverage. You know, Colin puts up great PlayStation coverage. Ryan and a bunch of folks put up great Xbox coverage. And you can always come back to check out our Nintendo stuff as well. We got movies too, so make sure you, uh, if you like that, we have that for you. Thank you very much for listening. Really quickly around the room, you can find Colin at?
3: No taxation.
1: You can find Sam at? Uh, Samuel underscore IGN. You can find Brian at
3: Agent
4: Bizzle.
1: Thank you all, by the way, for yeah, staying thank you. a little thank longer. You. Thank you for having and me. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.